Welcome to the Defend the Fort podcast, brought to you by the Fort Hay State University Alumni Association. Hey, Tiger fans. Wow. You've outdone yourself. The largest fundraising campaign in university history was a huge success. Not only did the Journey campaign reach their ambitious five-year goal of $100 million, they surpassed it by $12 million, and they couldn't have done it without all of you. So on behalf of Tiger Nation, thank you for your generosity and for changing the lives of deserving students at Fort Hayes State. Go Tigers! And today's opening kickoff presented by Simpson Farm Enterprises. New and pre-owned sprayers and parts. You can visit SimpsonFarm.com. Simpson Farm Enterprises. Ransom Hayes, Great Bend, Beloit, and Grand Island, Nebraska. We are ready to go. It's the Tigers and the Hornets. Gerard Welbrock with you. Dustin Armbruster, Jonathan Zweiger, producer and engineer Joel Shorman. We are glad to have you with us on an absolute gorgeous Late October afternoon, 65 degrees, a west-southwesterly breeze at about 11 miles an hour. Who would have thought that would be the case earlier this week? Hey, you can sync us with the TV feed from the MIAA network. All you have to do is listen to us on the TuneIn app or the KJLS app. You can pause your streaming device on your TV and then sync us up to the opening kickoff or sync us up to a key play. And you can listen to our broadcast while watching it on the MIAA network, syncing your TV. We're glad to have you aboard the Tigers and the Hornets. Fort A. State in all black today. Gold numbers, white trim. The Victory Tiger logo on the side of the helmet. Hornets in all white. They've got the old gold numbers, shiny numbers trimmed in black. They've got a white helmet, an E on one side, and their jersey number is or actually ESU is on the right side of the helmet and their jersey number is on the left side. We are ready to go. Fort A State will have Adrian Schremer Schramer and or excuse me, Alex Schramer and Adrian Soto back deep to receive this opening kickoff. And we are underway, high and end over end off the foot of Sam Dobbins. It'll be taken two yards deep in the end zone and brought out by Soto to the 15, to the 20, spins off a tackle, 21, 22, 23, and all the way up to the 24. He just kept churning those feet. It looked initially like a bad decision, but Fort A. Stable started their own 24-yard line. Tackle made by the kicker, Sam Dobbins, and we are underway here at Lewis Field. I don't think that he was intending to return that, but the ball came down right on the goal line, and he wasn't for sure where he was at to take the knee, so he went ahead and brought it out. Well, that's probably the right decision as opposed to maybe being down to the one because of yeah. that. So Fort A's their own 24 Adrian Soto starts at running back. He'll line up to the right of Chance Fuller. Chance needs one touchdown pass today. The tie of the single or the career Fort A. State record. First play is a running play to Soto. Weaves his way through the defense. Out across the 30 and a first down to the 35-yard line. Boy, he ran behind the right side of Tyler Lovett and Christopher Strotter, and he picks up 11. Kate Harrelson, the redshirt junior out of Davenport, Oklahoma, the tackle, but an 11-yard run on first down to start the ball game. It's been a long time since Adrian Soto's had that kind of space and been able to be untouched until he is down the field with that three-man front that Emporia State runs. Tigers have an opportunity to get down the field running. 
Yeah, three three man front, two linebackers set. Players ahead off to Soto left side this time, and he's going to get about five to the forty. Just a straight handoff, and he's brought down by Harrelson again, along with some help from Chase McDown. He's a good one, two time All MIAA linebacker out of Columbus, Kansas. But that's a five yard gain for the Tiger running back, and boy, a concerted effort on the ground here. Two running plays to start the game, and they move the ball fourteen yards. Yeah, Jason's going to have his doctorate soon. He was a red shirt. He had a medical year, and then also COVID year. Yeah, he's been there a long time. There's going to be a lot of players that are going to feel like they've had a lifetime. Here's Fuller to throw. Gets some protection. Throws downfield. Almost intercepted. It was intended on the far sideline for the tight end Hunter Butke. And it was a hornet there. It was Kyle Rink in coverage that had a better chance at it. So it goes incomplete. Now it's third down and five. Again, only three rushing, so eight in coverage. And Chance went for the longer throw. He had somebody in the flat. Adrian Soto would have been an easy first down. So the Tigers at their own 40 opening possession, facing third down and five so far. The Tigers third best in the MIAA at 50% conversion rate on third down. Soto started to the right, now left of Fuller. He will send Calvin Staff, the Colby freshman in motion, getting the start today. Fuller to throw, little swing pass near side, caught by Birchfield near the marker. We'll see where they give him progress. It'll be a first down of the 45. Montrell Wilson shoved him backwards, but Birchfield using that big, strong frame to haul that one into the first down. That is such a long, hard throw because that is from the left hash to the right sideline, and the throw was all the way to the right sideline. If that throw is anywhere off target, it's a potential pick six for Emporia State. And Birchfield made sure he got to the 45. Now Vashon Waiters is in at quarterback. Soto, the running back to his right. Waiters slaps the hands, now looks to the sideline. Schramer and Butke split out to the left of the formation. Stapp and Birchfield here to the near. Three down lineman for the Hornets. Now Soto in motion. It's going to be a running play for Waiters, and he gets his legs taken out from under him. A short gain of one to the 46. Arch uh, Ainsley there on that tackle for the Hornets. It'll bring up second and nine. And somebody missed a block on the uh, the would-be tackler. It was one of the wide receivers. Didn't hold on to the block long enough. It was interesting to see Vashon in that situation, a quarterback, because normally it is short yardage and goal line situations that he comes in. Second down and nine. Fuller is back in. He's in the shotgun with Soto to his left. Two receivers bunched to the left. One here to the right. That's Stapp. It's going to be a handoff to Soto. Fumbles the football, and Forte State's going to fall on it. That was near disaster. Lovett fell on the ball. It was knocked away by Montrell Wilson, and that was near disaster for the Tigers as Lovett, the offensive lineman, falls on the back of the 41-yard line, and Forte's facing third and 14. Well, as much as we've sang the praises of Adrian Soto, this fumbling uh, thing is be starting to become an issue. Uh, it's multiple games that he's fumbled in. You, you have to you have to mention it if you're going to talk about the good. Yeah, no you got to talk about the flip well, side. It was could it was a problem, and the loss to Central Oklahoma kind of turned that game around. Third down and 14. Tigers from their own 41. Fuller dropping back under pressure. Throws late. It's going to be incomplete. Looking for Birchfield, and Montario is down after not able to haul that one in. Good coverage by Montrell Wilson and Montario Birchfield is down on the turf, face down. I don't know if he landed on his shoulder. Officials timeout. So we have a timeout for the injury, and boy, you hate to see that. It was good coverage by Wilson. Montario looked like he had his hand on the ball, but could not haul it in, and boy, he hit the deck and did not. Now he's sitting up. Chris Brown is out there. 
Nate Hepner, the head athletic trainer for Fort Hayes State. And boy, you always hate to see that. Fort Hayes State already banged up. And now Montario back it on his feet. Our first quarter today brought to you by Bud Light for the fans. Enjoy an ice cold Bud Light today. And remember to drink responsibly. Chance Fuller's going to have to give his offensive line a chance. There's only three rushing once they brought a linebacker on a passing play for four. He's got time to throw, but he's going to have to give that offensive line a chance to prove themselves today. So Fort A State, after getting a good start on the ground of this game, now having to punt the football away on fourth down and 14. Well, that fumble was a backbreaker. Stassen's kick not very deep, a fluttering end-over-end kick. It's going to take a Tiger bounce and a roll inside the 15, inside the 10, inside the 5, all the way down to the 3-yard line. It ends up being a monster punt of 56 yards. Well, that's kind of the theory of those rollouts and then just ugly-looking punts is that they're tough to return, and so you try to get the roll. It hasn't always worked out well for Sawson this year, but right there it did exactly what it needed to, and it didn't get a lot of help from the wind. We were here Thursday night for Hayside football, and the 60-mile-an-hour wind actually rolled the ball five yards after it looked like he was going to be dead. So the Hornets will be at their own three-yard line for their first possession. They're led by their quarterback, Braden Gleason, out of Muldrell, Oklahoma. He's a red-shirt sophomore. He stands in the end zone. Play action. He's going to roll to his right at the goal line. He's going to run the ball. He dives all the way up to about the 9, maybe the 10-yard line. Good coverage by the Tigers. Miles Menchus, the Central Plains product on the tackle. They're going to knock him down at the 9. So it's a gain of 6 on the first down run for the Hornets. Again, quickly to the line of scrimmage. They average 85 plays per game this year. 17 more than their opponents. It's a little jet sweep here to the near side. And out across the 15 to the 20 and picking up a first down is Corey Thomas, the redshirt junior out of Topeka High School. All the way up to the 21, a gain of 12 and a first down. Jordan Starks came up to make that Tiger tackle. And the Hornets back to the line of scrimmage. Play action. Gleason to throw. Has time. Zips it near sideline. It is caught by Cole Schumacher, then bumped out of bounds at the 28-yard line. That'll be a gain of seven, and Tyler Cummings there to knock him out. One of the issues that we've seen with Fort Hay State this year on defense is their inability to cover what I'll call lateral speed, sideline to sideline speed, and all three plays so far have been that lateral play. Three receivers bunched up in a triangle near side. They run a screen pass to Jalen Barter, and the Tigers blowing up back at the 25. It's going to lose yardage. Great coverage there. Tyler Cummings led the charge, but he had some help. Wyatt Seidel ends up finishing it off as well. And Ty Cooper ends up helping out, but Cummings hit him first. They're going to mark it at the 27, so it loses a yard. And now it's third down for the Hornets, who on the season are right in the middle of the pack of the MIAA at 44%. They were 9 for 19 a week ago in their game. Two receivers split right, two Bunched up here to the left, now empty backfield as Kanan Brooks comes in motion. Gleason throws across the middle, the ball's caught. It's going to be a first down. Cole Schumacher across the middle. He was brought down by Devin White, but it's a first down all the way up to the 42-yard line and a gain of 15. And already back to the line of scrimmage. They waste no time. There's going to be a handoff to Brooks, who is a transfer from the University of South Dakota, and he takes it all the way up to about the 46-yard line. Miles Menchus there, the stop. That'll be a gain of four, and 
Those Hornets, they waste little time. They quickly get to the line of scrimmage. And there's no chance to substitute anybody out, especially on the defensive line. That might be the biggest thing with this fast-paced offense. Brooks, the lone setback right of the quarterback. Leeson takes a high snap, steps up in the pocket. He's going to dump it to the running back in the right flat. He gets a hit, breaks out of the initial surge on the tackle, and then spins off and gets it near the 50. Jimon Preston hit him first, but he bounced out of that. John Johnson finally makes the stop, but it's at the 49. It ends up being a gain of three. It could have been a loss of a yard. Well, and Jimon did about as much as he could do. The running back went really low, yep. and so they you know, always wrap up. That wasn't possible. Gleason back to throw on third and four. Pump fake steps up. He's going to run the ball, and he's going to get pushed out of bounds at the 50. He'll be short by two yards. Wanted to throw it. Tyler Cummings stretched it out and eventually knocked him out of bounds just shy of the 50-yard line. It'll be third down and about three for the Hornets. They're going to mark it at the uh, 49, it looks like. Oh, no. They're going to move it back to the 47-yard line. It ends up being a loss of two, and that's going to bring the punt unit on. They say he must have stepped out of bounds earlier. He lunged forward, but he had stepped out of bounds at the 47, so it's a loss of two on that third down play. And not a lot of argument from the sideline of Emporia State, because if his fourth and two at the 50, I think the Hornets may yeah. have gone for it. Ross Brungart, the putter, high and wobbly. Good kick. Schramer runs under it. He's going to return it and gets hit and then stumbles ahead to the 16-yard line. He fielded it at about the 13-yard line, so it's a 39-yard punt. And Forte Stable will have it back. Time out. Media. And we'll take the break. A one-minute timeout. There's 8.19 to go in the first quarter. No score between the Tigers and Hornets here on the Tiger Sports Network. Built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. And we'd like to congratulate the newest members of the Fort A. State Tiger Sports Hall of Fame. Great Bend native Dave McClellan, who ran cross-country and track. Junior Harding, an outstanding linebacker who had the tackles record until Alex Whitehill beat it. A football player from Ellenwood, Richard Lowe, an offensive lineman of the early 80s. Edgar Easton, the outstanding basketball product. Football and wrestler Terrell Smittick and Jesus Villarreal from the baseball team on that national runner-up squad in 2000. Congratulations. They're here today. Great ceremony for them earlier this morning, inducting them into the Tigers Sports Hall of Fame. Second possession for Fort A. State. No score. There's a swing pass to the tight end. Bucky's at the 20. And then get his gets his ankles taken out from under him on a diving tackle by G. Stanley, the senior out of Miami, Florida, by way of Coffeeville Community College. But forward progress out to the 23, a gain of seven. That brings up second down and short. Well, good to see Hunter Butkey. He did not finish the game at Central Missouri because of that right hip, what we'll I guess we'll call uh bruise, but it was it was Almost hard for him to walk back to the locker room. Now we see Wilt Fong into the game as well. He had his first career touchdown pass, the game winner last week in the closing seconds. Two tight ends set, handoff Soto. He's got a big hole, bangs his way across the 30 or 25 and up to about the 28. Brought down there by Eric Ainsley and Jaden Poole, but it'll be enough to move the chains and a first down out to the 28-yard line. Well, and a really good... Uh, set of execution by the offensive line. They washed everybody away from the hole. Butkey then just had to catch the D end on a kickout. And I'm always a big fan of if you got second and short, get that first down and get a new set of downs. I not I wasn't always, but you've convinced me, and I agree. Get the, get a new set of downs and get going. Play action. Fuller dropping back now, rolling to his right, dumps it out to Butkey, who catches it right in front of the sideline and steps out of bounds near the line of scrimmage. Up, he's going to lose a yard, I think, to the 27. He had room, but initially, but when he caught it, there was just there was no room to let us plant and move forward. Drops a yard to the 27. It'll be second down and 11. Seven minutes to go, first quarter. Tigers second possession. 
Both teams punted on their first. We have no score. 6-6-2-40. That's a lot of momentum heading one way to try oh. to stop. Okachuku and Stapp, wide receivers over to the left. And Alex Schramer here by himself to the right. Soto the setback, full of the throw, steps up in the pocket, he's hit and goes down. He is sacked by Rafe Goucher, the sophomore out of El Reno, Oklahoma. Chance tried to bounce out to his left and run, but Goucher was there to bring him down. He loses about four more, and it's third and 15, back of the 23. The center, Teohema, is the one that got beat on that play, and that's a concern because that is only three down linemen. Nobody blitzed that got the chance for the sack. So a big third down here. Tigers back of their own 23-yard line, facing third down and 15. They've been at a couple of third and longs already. Three receivers to the right. Fuller dropping back to pass. Under pressure, he's hit, and he goes down again. Jordan Williams, the defensive end out of Hazelwood East High School in the St. Louis area. Back-to-back sacks for the Emporia State Hornets, who coming into the game, had sacked their opponents 20 times, second most in the conference. They've got two today, and four-day state will have to punt on fourth and 20. Well, and there's nobody in the wide receiver core that's getting separation from their defenders. It looks like it's a bad sack, but there's nobody open to throw to right now. That's when you really miss Manny Ramsey out with a rib injury. So Sasson back to punt. It was almost blocked, but it gets off a good one from inside the five. He takes a huge bounce. It'll be fielded at the 36-yard line. There are eight Tigers around the return man. And they are all over Billy Ross Jr., who's brought down. He's going to – he fielded it Time at the 36. Out. And he may have saved his team about yeah. 20 yards He's fielded by it doing at the that. 36. He's brought down to the 35, and we have a timeout. We'll take the break. There's 5.18 to go in the first quarter. No score between the Tigers and Hornets here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. All right here, Hayes Orthopedic Institute, the official team physicians for Fort-A State Athletics. Hornets second possession. They started their own 35, no score. Hand off to Brooks, the South Dakota transfer. He just barrels his way up the middle, fights off a tackle, and uh, is finally brought down by John Johnson, but not before getting out to the 41-yard line and a gain of six on first down. That is the case of John Johnson still being a redshirt freshman and not having quite the strength to make that tackle at the initial point. By next year, he may have it. Not yet. Three down lineman for the Tigers. High snap to Gleason. Hands it off to Brooks again. Stutter steps up the middle. And there he goes across the 50, inside the 40, and down to the Tiger 37-yard line. Finally brought down by Devin White and Jordan Starks. But a big gain down to the 30s or up to the uh, down to the Tiger 37-yard line. Again, a 23. That's a concern because you just got busted up the middle on two consecutive plays between the guards. Tigers responding with a three-man front now. Two wide, three wide receivers between the numbers and the sideline on the far side to give the Brooks and Fort A. State crashes down on him for a short gain of maybe a half a yard. Tyler Cummings coming up to make the hit, so they go to Brooks. Brooks is the uh, junior out of St. Louis, Missouri. Third in the conference in rushing, fourth in rushing touchdowns. It gets about two, just shy of the 35-yard line. It's second down and eight for Emporia State. No score, their second possession, trying to punch it into the north end zone. 
Brooks lines up as a wide receiver. They're going to run a jet sweep to him around the right side, and he gets hit by Jordan Starks and brought down near the line to gain. Just a little bit short. They're going to say the 29-yard line. He needed about another yard. It'll bring up a third down and short here for Emporia State. And that hurt Brooks, the wide receiver who ran it. He came out of the game. Starks stopped him, and he immediately took himself out of the game. He's squatted down over the sideline by some trainers. Calvin Boyce, a sophomore out of Prague, Oklahoma, is in there now. They will send a man in motion. That's Dexton Swinehart. They give it off, and the running back spins out of a tackle, gets hit again. He won't have the first down. He got hit at the line of scrimmage, kept the feet going, but there was a lot of black jerseys. Finally, Tyler Cummings finishes him off. It'll be fourth down and one, and the Hornets are going to go for it. Yeah, you feel like this is no man's land, and if you don't feel comfortable with your kicking game, this is one of the few times that Emporia State's actually going to huddle up to talk about this and take a moment. They're down to the Tiger 28. They need the 27. They are 7 for 15 on fourth downs. They went 2 for 3 a week ago. Boyce, the running back, right of Gleason, slaps the hands, trying to get the Tigers to jump. Now they look back to the sideline and burn a timeout with 2.52 to go. So Hornets tried to get the Tigers to timeout. jump. Emporia State, their first charge of the half. So let's go downstairs and Jonathan Zweiger with a Hayes Kalon sideline update. So far the difference, Emporia State's getting it done on defense with a three-man front. Tigers are not. And here on a fourth down and short, this is where you miss Keon Clark, who's out with that lower leg injury. No doubt about that. He's just a big body taking up a lot of space. Our sideline update brought to you by Hayes Kalon. Make your grass the greener side of the yard. Call Kurt or Brady, 623-8427 or 369 Hayes Kalon, the secret to a beautiful lawn. To John's point about that, think about the first two runs of this series. Six yards up the gut, then that big long run that got him into this position right up the middle. That's where you would have 6'2", 375 pounds to at least close that gap down a little bit and, and take up one or two offensive bodies. This is a big moment. I'm interested to see if uh, what Emporia State's thought process is here. Their kicker is Sam Dobbins. His career long is a 39-yarder early this year against Central Missouri in a game they had over 600 yards of offense and lost. They're going to go for it. At least Gleason's back on the field, their quarterback. Hornets this year have had two games of over 600 yards of offense. They've lost them both. Boyce the running back. Brooks still out after that big hit from Starks. Two receivers over to the right. Now one will come in motion. That's Corey Thomas. They give it up the middle. It's going to be close. I don't think they got it. Mason Perez came shooting through and tackled Calvin Boyce. It looks like it's a fourth down stop for the Tigers. They'll spot the ball. It is. Fort A. State takes over on downs. So the defense gets the first big play. And Fort A. State gets the ball back in a scoreless game. The last two tackles made by Tyler Cummings and Mason Perez were at the legs of the running backs. The last couple of times, Fort Hay State tried to go up top, shoulder level or chest level, and they ran right through them. That time, Cooper on the previous play, Perez on this one, went low, took the legs out, just nowhere to go. Great stop. How about that? Last three plays, negative one, zero, and zero yards. Fort Hay State takes over their own 28-yard line. Fuller at quarterback, Soto to his left. Okachuku and Birchfield, the two wideouts. Play action, Fuller looking downfield. He's got Birchfield, and he overshot him. He was open. He was in front of the defensive back over there, but the pass was just too high. Gee Stanley in coverage. 
But the pass was a little bit high. Birchfield was open at the 50. It'll be second down. That's two pretty bad passes when it comes to the way Chance normally throws. That one to the sideline earlier that he overshot Schramer on overshoots Birchfield here. That's that's two misses we don't normally no. see out of one of the best in Fort Hay State history. He needs one more touchdown pass to tie for the career touchdown pass record. He gives to Soto, stretching near side. Boy, there's just nothing there. He tried to run it around the right end of that defense, and Cade Harrelson came in to fill what was a slight hole. He goes down for no gain. Now it's third down and 10. Well, and with the passing game posing just zero threat to the defense right now, Emporia State is able to have those linebackers in that kind of 3-3 stack just fly downhill. They don't have to worry about the run right now, and now they bring out a linebacker, does Emporia State. They bring a nickel back into the game. Stap, Birchfield, Okachuku, wide receivers to the left. Butke tied in right side. Third down and 10 from their own 28. Snap back to Fuller. Steps up across the middle. He's got a man open. It's Stapp, and he's got the first down. And across the 45 to the 49-yard line. It'll be a 21-yard gain. Key Stanley on the tackle, but the freshman out of Colby with his fifth catch of the year, and it's a first and ten. That was a small window, and that was a great throw. That's the type of quarterback we're used to seeing Chance Fuller. And give credit where credit's due. The official that's in the middle is kind of where the linebackers are on defense. He ducked. He got down to the turf so he didn't take uh, get in way of the play. Tigers near midfield. There's a handoff to Soto. Tries to find a crease. He breaks an ankle tackle in midfield and lunges forward and gets all the way up or down to the 46-yard line. It was Khalil Rashid on that Emporia State tackle. But that's a running play of five yards, second down and five. You'll take that right there every time. Almost everything is to the right when running the ball for Fort Hay State, and that's where the success has been. Lovett was the lead block. The right guard pulled out in front. Strotter's out there at 6'7", 4'10". He's just so big. (laughs) It's a huge shadow wherever he's at. Two receivers left side, handoff Soto, runs it up the middle, breaks a tackle, could have been a horse collar, but he slipped out of it, takes it inside the 40 and down to the 37. It's a Fort Hay State first down, Dawson Hammes, the tackle, but a big time run. It'll go for nine and a first down. Well, you remember Soto fumbled on that prior drive that kind of set set the Tigers back. I thought we might see Keelan Chapman coming in in his place. Not the case right now. That would have been a horse collar had they made the tackle, but he slipped out of it and gained five extra yards for the first down. Fort A State now to the Hornet 37. They are in a scoreless game with 38 seconds to go in the first quarter. Soto lines up right of Fuller, slaps the hands, takes the snap, drops back to pass, dumps it to Soto, breaks an ankle tackle, near sideline 30, 25 20, foot race 15, and down to the 10 yard line. Touchdown saving tackle by Derek Maxwell. Fort A State inside the Farm Implement and Supply Red Zone. They've got it first and goal at the 10. That's a 27-yard pass play. Well, they caught Emporia State in a blitz, and Vashawn Waiters comes in a quarterback now, but they bought, they got Emporia State in a blitz. And Christopher Strotter, we talk about his size. 6'7, 410 is where he's listed. Probably a little under 400 now, but he is really good on his feet, and he was the lead blocker, and he was able to spring the uh, running back free. Farm Implement and Supply, they're your local New Holland dealer in Plainville and Colby, and that will be the end of the first quarter. Fort A. State, after a fourth down stop, are now first and goal at the Hornet 10. We will take the quarter break. 0-0 at Lewis Field, and you're listening to Fort A. State football on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Well, we talked about Emporia's hurry-up offense. They average 85 plays per game. They've run 14. Fort A. State has run 18, both with 81 yards of offense so far. 
No score, but the Tigers inside the farm up and supply red zone. They've got it first and goal at the Hornet 10-yard line. Now trying to punch it into that north end zone. Vashon Waiters, the quarterback in the pistol. He play actions. He now is going to run at the 10, lowers his shoulder, and taken down at the 7-yard line. He had a little bit of a crease initially, but Emporia State kind of wise to that one, and they bring him down for a short gain. It's Gee Stanley and Jaden Poole on the tackle. They're going to say he's down at the 8-yard line. So it's a gain of only two, second and goal for Fort A. State. They finally have gained a little traction offensively after punting on their first two possessions, and they're down to the 80-yard line. I'm not so sure that wasn't a busted play. Yeah. There were two offensive linemen way out to the left side, uh, completely away from the play. Stapp and Okachuku wide outs to the left side. Butke tied in right, Fuller back in a quarterback. Dropping back, looking at the end zone, fires it. Caught by Okachuku, and he dropped it. He had it for a minute, and then it bobbled free. That's good because I blew the call. <laughs> Boy, he, he had that inside leverage, and he had it in his hands for a minute, but gives some credit there. Montreal Wilson in coverage, able to, or is that Rink? That's Rink in coverage. Kyle Rink, the redshirt senior out of Independence, Kansas. A lot of contact on that yeah, catch, too. Go. All right, here we go. It is third and goal now for the eight. Tigers would love a touchdown right here. Soto to the right of Fuller. Stapp wide out to the right. Okachuku here to the left. Butke the tight end left side. Fuller dropping back to pass. Has time. Steps up in the pocket. Now throws it late. It's going to be incomplete. Tried to go to Okachuku. Chance may have had a chance to run that. It was a little bit of an opening up the middle. He threw it late, and he threw it high, and now it's fourth and goal. Uh, Exactly what I was going to bring up. There was an opportunity to run. Chance just really doesn't take those opportunities this year to, to take off and run very often. And that was a high throw back in the end zone, but it was also a throw that there was only one person that was going to get it, his wide receiver or nobody. Freshman Parker Janke will now attempt this field goal. Fernando Avila Castro just three of eight this year. There's a good snap hold by Brown, and the kick by Janke is right through the middle, and Forte State is on the board. There's 14.06 to go here in the second quarter, and the Tigers have a three-to-nothing lead, but kind of disappointing in a way because they got it down and had to settle for the uh, the three points. Best-case scenario, if you're Emporia State, you went into the first quarter facing first and goal from the 10-yard line. And, and give up just two total yards and a couple of incomplete passes. If you're in Poirier State, that's that's the uh, that's the best outcome that you probably could have hoped, hoped for. How about that, Parker Chanky, who's been the kickoff specialist this year, kicking that field goal. It's been a rough go for Fernando Avila Castro, and they go with the freshman out of Grand Island Northwest High School. Yeah, and you know, it is what it is. You you have to you have to be able to get the points onto the board, and uh, a change was needed. He can't be three of eight on on field goals, and you hate to see a kid ever get replaced. But if the job's not getting done, if it was a running back, if it was a wide receiver, a defensive lineman, like there's not even a thought process, right? You just take that kid out in the middle of the game. A kicker's a little bit different. There's so few opportunities. You really have to make sure that that change that you want to make. Is the, is the correct change. We owe you a station break. We'll do it after the kickoff. Janku just kicked the 25-yard field goal, the first made field goal and first attempt in his career. We'll kick it off high and end over end. Pretty good kick. It's going to be taken at the five and a fair catch, so the Hornets will have it at their own 25-yard line. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds for station identification. You are listening to 4-Day State Football. 
Well, the Tiger defense gave up some yards on the last possession, but they got a fourth down stop. Now the Hornets will have it back. They punted and were stopped on fourth down on their first two possessions. Now they'll start at their own 25. Their first two, their own three, and their 35. Now their own 25. They'll have three wide receivers split here to the near side. Now a man goes in motion over to the far side. That's Jalen Varner. There's a pass from Gleason. A little slant pattern. The ball is going to be caught. That is caught by Zion Jones, a freshman from Wichita Northwest. John Johnson, the tackle, along with Jimon Preston. It'll be a gain out to the 34-yard line of nine, second and one. Everything is short for Emporia State. When do they test the Tigers yeah. long? Hurry-up offense hasn't been as hurry-up here in this first half. 14 plays in the first quarter. That was number 15 there, high snap. Handoff up the middle. Brooks is back in. He barrels his way forward. He'll have the first down after the 36. Miles Menges up to make the tackle. Only needed one. It gets two, and that'll be a first down. Again, this this is a play that Miles Menges will look back on in two years and can't believe that he played the way he did. He actually overran that little draw up the middle. He would have had the tackle right at the line of scrimmage, but then he had to lunge back to his right to make the tackle. Tigers with three linebackers, Tyler Cummings, Menges, and Johnson. So they're running that 3-3 stack we saw so often in 17 and 18. Play action for Gleason, the left-hander stepping back. He lobs it over the top, and it's incomplete. There was a little bit of contact. It was the freshman, Devin White, in some hand-to-hand -hand combat out there with Jalen Varner, and the flag is thrown to the 48. Yeah, it'll be a hold. The, uh, the wide receiver tried to break out and uh, just... White held on to him. I, th this is a pretty simple call. So the whole holding defense number two, ten yard penalty from the previous spot, automatic first down. That's Brian Stelzer, our lead referee. So that'll be a first down out to the forty-six yard line. I know there was contact earlier with Okachuku in the in the uh, end zone, but that was close to the time when he was catching yeah. it. The ball was in the air, and he just just held on to him out of his break. 3-3 three, three stack, a bad snap. The ball is on the field, and Gleason's going to fall on the back of the 38-yard line. So the Hornets are going to lose eight on that play. That was near disaster for them. Hayden Reed, the center, has really struggled. Gleason has had to go up over top of his helmet on several, uh, several times to go grab that football. That one was to his right. That's a lot of struggle right now out of the center. So it's second down, and we're going to say 17 for the Hornets at the 38-yard line. See if the Tigers can take advantage of it. They got a fourth down stop the last time the defense was on the field. Hornets from their own 39 is where they're going to mark the football. Gleason throws. It's a screen pass, and it is busted up by Mason Perez, the Larned freshman. He just blew that baby up all the way back at the 39. They're going to say no gain on the play, and it'll bring up a third down. Boy, what a big play. He is getting better and better every week. Mason Perez read it, and when you diagnose the screen, you're able to get around that wide receiver that's supposed to block you. If, even if he doesn't make the tackle, it blows up the entire play. There was no chance for that to be successful. Third down here. Third down at 17. Hornets from their own 39-yard line. Now four-day staple, but Menges at the line of scrimmage. Now the linebacker backs off. Big third down, and now we have a whistle, and what do we have? Timeout? Play clock was down to zero. I think zero. so. Hornets burned their second timeout, it appears. We have not had an indication yet from the official. Or was the play clock never reset correctly? Maybe it correctly? wasn't reset correctly. That's, now we're going to have a discussion. That might be the discussion right here. Not a huge crowd, but not a bad crowd. And a beautiful afternoon in the upper 60s today.
if you're uh, if you're asking the defensive line coach for Fort Hayes State. <laughs> well, I can tell you what he thinks it is. <laughs> That's a delay of game. <laughs> they didn't call the timeout. We'll find out here. From- game clock operator. Please reset the game clock to 12 minutes due to the incomplete pass and start on the snap. Oh, that the- wasn't it. So the game clock was off, but that's going to bail the Hornets out because the play, the play clock you. was accurate. So that was ruled an incomplete pass on the screen. All right. Interesting. Okay. Apparently he dropped the ball. I didn't see the signal from the official. So well, that's, that's Nobody why. in the Fort Hayes no. press box, including Ryan Prickett, saw that as an yeah, incomplete so pass. So it is an incomplete pass. So now it's third down, still third and seven. It was going to be the same scenario, third and 17. Tigers show blitz. Johnson on the line of scrimmage. Gleason takes the snap. Then they fall back in coverage. Gleason under pressure. Rolling to his left. Throws it across the middle. It's incomplete. He tried to dump it in the hands of Corey Thomas. And the freshman, Devin White, was there. He got called for the penalty earlier, but he blows it up. It's incomplete. It would have been short anyway. And the Hornets are going to have to punt for the second time today. That's really good coverage by Devin White because that's a play where the quarterback starts rolling out to his left and the wide receiver starts trying to find an open spot and works back to the middle of the field. Devin White and a lot of young players, they'll start focusing their eyes back on the quarterback and start running that way. That was really good coverage by Devin White. Our second quarter today brought to you by Budweiser, the great American lager. Enjoy an ice-cold Bud today, and remember to drink responsibly. Hornets punting for the second time today. Tigers don't really come after. It's a line drive wobbly kick. Alex Schramer's going to let it bounce, and it's close to a Tiger. And they finally back away from it. It'll be down at about the 16-yard line. So it ends up being a 46-yard punt without a return. And Fort A. State's going to have the football inside their 20. There's 11.43 to go here in quarter number two. It should be a media timeout, and there it is. Timeout. Media. So we'll take the break. 11.43 to go here in quarter number two. 3-0 Tigers on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Every story shine brighter. It's the way they do banking, one story at a time. Check them out, goldenbeltbank.com. 3-0 Tigers. They'll start at their own 13-yard line. Chance at 59 yards through the air so far today. So he continues to climb up the ladder, getting closer to the uh, number three all-time career passing mark held by the Hall of Famer Robert Long, who had one of his teammates inducted into the Sports Hall of Fame today. Keelan Chapman in for the first time, tries to stretch a running play to the right. Not a lot of running room, but he gets him a couple of yards out to the 15-yard line. Hawkins Taylor in on the Hornet tackle. They play a lot of guys on that defensive side of the ball. It'll be gain of two to the 15-yard line and brings up second down. And eight for four-day state leading three to nothing with 11-20 and counting here in quarter number two. Kind of uh, wonder when a play back to the left is coming because everything for yeah. the Tigers running-wise has been to the right side of the line. Fuller in the shotgun, Chapman to his left. He's got Josh Okachuku wide out here to the near side. Now some movement up front, and there's the flag. Free play for the Tigers. Fuller hit, stumbles out of the tackle. He lunges forward and stumbles down to the 18. Four-day stable take the penalty. Jaden Poole the tackle. It was a free play, so they'll take the five yards instead of the three that scrambled that was scrambled there by Fuller. And unofficial official. Offside. Defense number 55. Five-yard penalty. Replay second down. Unofficial official Christopher Strotter has been letting everybody know today what the penalties are. He's done a really good job so far. That one was right in front of him, so he had a bird's eye. He had a better view than the officials. It was right in front of him. So it'll be second down and four for Fort Hayes State, leading three to nothing. 
These are two of the higher scoring teams. The Hornets are third in the MIAA. The Tigers dropped to sixth after their 21-point performance a week ago, but they were up in the top three most of the year. And so far, just a field goal. And now Tigers we have a timeout. Time Florida State has to burn their first. So that a little went bit really of quick after the, well, after the uh, penalty. Yeah. Timeout. Florida State, their first charge of the half. Hey, we'll remind you that before you hit the road, stop by GNL Tire and Automotive. Tires for all conditions and budgets, along with complete automotive service and repair, and you get a free estimate before your work is done. GNL Tire and Automotive, they're just east of 8th and Main on the bricks in beautiful downtown Hayes. Let's go ahead and kick it back downstairs. And our Hayes Kalon update with Jonathan Swigert. Guys, offensive line, I think, has played really well. I know we've talked about them a lot, but uh, the drive in which they scored the field goal, you saw them really work together well. They were passing guys off when they had the opportunity. We've seen a lot of zone reach plays too. You're talking about running to the right side. There are cutback lanes. We've seen Adrian hit a couple of those. That's something to keep an eye on. Jonathan Dwigert, our Hayes Kalon sideline update. Make your yard the greener side of the fence. Uh, it can make it really tough on the offensive line against these three-man fronts because there's not somebody immediately for you to block. So John mentioned the passing off. Very good point. Second and four, about three and a half for the Tigers at their own 20-yard line. And Eric McDonald is in the block, and he has a big-time block as Keelan Chapman runs behind him, barrels his way across the 25 and up to the 29. Kyle Rink the tackle, but he picks up nine, and that'll move the chains for a four-day state first down. Yeah, so Kyle Rink is going to get credit for a tackle. Keelan Chapman destroyed yeah. Kyle Rink. So he'll get the credit. The credit should go to number two in black. Alex Schramer in. He's a wide receiver to the right side. Okachuku and Staff, who had a big catch on third down, split here to the left side. 3 nothing Tigers. Nearly 10 minutes to go first quarter, or second quarter. McDonald back in a tight end. He's in motion. They're going to hand it off to Chapman. Boy, not much there. He kind of dances his way forward. He'll get positive yardage out to about the 32. So a short gain of three. And Fort A. State will be looking at a second down at seven. McQuay Shaw in there on that tackle for the Hornets of Emporia State, who like the Tigers at 4-4 four and four entering this one today. They've allowed some tough losses to happen this year. Games they thought they had won. They had controlled the Lopers of Nebraska Kearney early, ended up losing by a touchdown in that game. Hunter Butke back in for Irick McDonald to the tight end spot. Okachuku and staff wide receivers near. Back to pass. Fuller steps up across the middle. Great catch. The ball went right over the umpire and hauled in by Butke at the 45-yard line. 13-yard completion. Jaden pulled the tackle. It's a first down, and that umpire had a duck again. That was great concentration by the Beloit product. Hunter Butke with a catch of the first down. Yeah, and he slaps his chest after that one. Butke is feeling good after oh, last yeah. week. Great block by left tackle Pat Kelly because there was a cornerback blitz and he was able to pick it up. Schrammer wide right. Stapp Okachuku here to the left. Now Stapp comes in motion. Handoff. Keelan Chapman trying to run around the left side and he cannot get anywhere. And a ball is knocked free and fallen on by Forday State. I think it was Pat Kelly who fell on that loose football. It was another near disaster. Jordan Williams jarred that ball free. It's going to be a loss of a yard. Second down and 11. Forday State's fumbled twice. I guess the good news is they haven't lost either one of them. Yeah, but the first one derailed that yep. drive. Tigers have only gone backwards on first down twice today. It's on the fumbles. It's 3-0 Tigers. 8-21 to go here until halftime. Schramer wide receiver right. Stapp 
And Okachuku near the tackle Kelly here on the left side. Play action, Fuller stepping up. Nobody open. The quarterback runs, lowers his shoulder. And boy, he took a shot as he dives to the 47 near the 48. It was Dawson Hammes who hit him hard. They're going to say his knee hit at the 47-yard line. It's a gain of only three. And Fort A. State facing third down and eight. So far today, the Tigers are just two of five on third down. Yeah, and here's the third downs today for the Tigers. Third and five, third and 14, third Third and 15, third and 10, third and 8, and again, third and 8. Two receivers, Okachuku and Stapp here to the left. We have not seen Birchfield since he went down in that first quarter trying to make that catch. Schramer wide to the right. Fuller takes the snap, steps up. It's batted down to the line of scrimmage and incomplete. It was knocked down by Kane Harrelson, the redshirt junior out of Davenport, Oklahoma. The linebacker bats it free, and the Tigers will have to punt. Well, Emporia State is playing run. And it's working because they're able to not have any separation between secondary and and the wide receivers. And then when it's an obvious passing down, fourth and eighth or third and eight, then they're able to switch back out of that three-man front that they're always in to have the secondary include the linebackers. So Ethan Sasson in the punt again for the Tigers. This will be his third punt of the day. He's had a good day so far. Billy Ross Jr. back to punt. It's a high spiral kick that's going to be taken and fair caught at the 12-yard line. That's a 41-yard punt with no return. Timeout. Ethan Media. Ethan Sasson doing a good job punting today. We have another timeout. 7.23 to go until halftime. 3-0 Tigers over Emporia State on the Tigers Sports Network built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. The backup running back, Calvin Boyce for Emporia State. He takes it straight ahead to the 15. Sterling Swope's in there to make the tackle. So a short gain of three on that first down run, second down and seven. Emporia State doing a good job, or I think a good job, of sticking with their game plan because they've only run 20 plays. We are midway through the second quarter. They average about 85 a game. There's a handoff to Boyce, and he gets grabbed high by the shoulder pads and brought down to the 17 by John Johnson, the Richard freshman from Dodge City, short gain of a couple out to the 17, and now another big third down. Third and about five and a half to six for that four-day state defense. It was John Johnson, and then finished off as well by Miles Menges. Folks, we're going to say these names for a long time, and they're going to start ranking up there very high earlier in their careers. Three down lineman for the Tigers, third and six. The Hornets are one for four on third down today. Empty backfield as Boyce lines up as a receiver. They're going to throw it the far side. It's going to be caught, and it's going to be a first down hauled in by Jalen Varner at the 24-yard line. John Johnson, the tackle, but he gets the first down and moves the change. They are without Will Amos, who missed three games earlier this year to an ankle injury. The redshirt sophomore had 19 catches coming into the day he had a five catch game a week ago but hurt his shoulder and he's done for the year back to pass Gleason there goes for the home run ball and it's going to be off the fingertips of Jalen Varner there were two Tigers there in coverage Jordan Starks and Jimon Preston the ball went off the fingertips of the receiver it's an incomplete pass well Jalen Varner couldn't have run any further than what he possibly did right there he he ran at max speed got his fingertips on it That was just a ball that was overthrown by a a step. So it's second down and 10. First really deep shot the Hornets have taken today. Everything's been up front. Three wide receivers here to the right side. Tyler Common, who had a big game a week ago, he is in. 
And they're going to hand it off the middle, and Fort A. State stuffs it out. Calvin Boyce gets about a yard to the 26, but that is it. Miles Menges, the first to hit him, and then he had a lot of help. Seen some gang tackling by those Tigers as uh, they bring in the freshman, Devin White, for Tyler Cummings. going to bring up third down at nine. And I really think Miles Menges is doing something a little different today, too. He has got a little bit of nasty streak to him today. He was not stopping at the whistle on that one. He let the running back know he was there, and then one of the linemen kind of shoved Minjus afterwards. Minjus got right up in the face of the offensive lineman. Love it. Love it. Third down and a long, short, long eight, short nine, we'll say. Tigers crowd that line of scrimmage. Boyce, the running back, left of the quarterback, Gleason. Two receivers here to the near side. Gleason takes the snap. He's going to zing it far sideline. Almost a remarkable one-handed catch, but good coverage there by Devin White, the freshman, on the pass that was intended for excuse me for um, Dexton Swinehart. I don't know if that was the play that was supposed to be run. I don't know if there was something missed. But Coach Garen Higgins for Emporia State is livid on the sidelines, and it's not at the officials. I don't know if it's referencing up the, to the booth up here or to his quarterback, but he was very unhappy with that play. I always like Garen Higgins. We share a birthday. He was a finalist for the Fort A. State coaching job before he took the Emporia State position. What a good job he's done. He had a run there like the Tigers had. Short kick taken by Schramer, and he gets upended immediately at the 33-yard line. It's 42 yards on the punt with no return, and Montrell Wilson there in special teams coverage. Fort A. State, this will be their fifth possession of the first half. There's 4.59 to go until halftime. They're going to start at their own 34, leading the Hornets 3 to nothing. Well, what do we say about a lot of plays, a lot of points? Yeah, of course. Defenses that succeed. And this is a big drive for Fort Hay State, not just because of points, but Emporia State gets the football to start the second half. By the way, Ontario Birchfield back out onto the field. Well, good to see that. He took a shot and now returns since for the first time since that play. He's wide to the right. Schramer stabbed to the near. Handoff Soto lunges forward, and he's taken down by Kate Harrelson. Did a good job of going at the ankles, bringing him down at about the 36-yard line. So it's a short two-yard gain on first down. It's second down and eight for the Tigers, up three to nothing. Clock rolling at 443 here in the second. Well, and I think we're starting to see why all of the runs were going to the right because that's where the yards are. It, yep. Getting one or two yards going left side. Love it and Strotter, those big bodies over on that right side. Butkey lines up as a tight end that way as well. Hornets show blitz, handoff up the middle to Soto, looks for McCreasy's across the 40, gets close to the first down, still churning those feet. He's going to be a yard short. Takes it out to the 43. He gains seven. He's brought down by Jordan Williams, and it's going to bring up third down and one for the Tigers. One of the reasons that the Tigers are picking up the blitz so well is because Emporia State is terrible at, descri at, at disguising their blitz. Pretty much no, don't you? I mean, they are just sprinting up to the line. There's no backing off. There's no trying to trick them. They're just sprinting right up up there and Pat Kelly can look up call out the play the play call and and make the block Butkey tied in here to the left Schrammer wide receiver left side now Butkey goes in motion lines up in the right slot third and one handoff so no no keeper by Fuller he dives I think he's got the first down it's close as they short. always say, yep, they're going to mark it just shy of the 44. He needed the 44. Boy, he's going to be about five to six inches short. Kate Harrelson, the tackle. They fake the handoff, and Fort A. State looks like they're going to go for it here on fourth. I mean, it's about three to four inches. Tigers are, and Fort A. State is bringing out the punting unit. Oh, they are. Wow. I thought they might go for it. They needed a yard. They got about 
three-quarters of a yard. Chris Brown has said, if you can't get third and one, what what uh, belief does he have you're going to get on fourth? That's a good point. So Sasson, who's had a good day today, will stand back at his own 30. And they will not run a fake. And Sasson, another good kick, high and end over end. It's going to land at the 15. This one bounces straight up, now takes a Tiger roll. Inside the 15 and down to the 13-yard line. That's going to be a 44-yard punt. All of Sasson's punts today have been 41 or better, and the Hornets will have it at their own 13. 2.52 to go, and remember, they get the ball to start the third quarter. So big possession here for the Tiger defense. Four-day stayed up 3 to nothing. Well, I think in some ways Coach Brown is telling his offense, get it done. If, if, you're not, if you can't get third and one, we're not going to put the defense into a bad spot on – Especially a three-nothing game. A game they're playing well. So it's first and ten. Hornets their own thirteen-yard line. Tigers up three to nothing with two fifty-two to go until halftime. Thomas in motion. They're going to hand it off. That is Kanan uh, Brooks who just barrels his way over the right guard. Hayden Reed and Miles Wade and carries it out to about the twenty, about the seventeen, eighteen-yard line. Men just the tackle, three-yard gain. It'll be second down and five. We'll Already with second the snap. and four. Yep, there they go. Handoff Brooks again, kind of dances his way behind the blocking, close to a first down. He's got it out to the 25 brought down by John Johnson that's good running there first and 10 Hornets two timeouts left for each team for what that will mean over the next two minutes and 29 seconds Hornets have the ball to start the third quarter they're running a little bit more urgently on offense three wide receivers near it's an empty backfield for Gleason looks to his left comes back to his right quarterback wants to run he's at the 30 and then taken down there Perez and Johnson Perez hit him and Johnson just stood to make sure he didn't squirt free five yard gain out to the 30 second down five Hornets now using that tempo they Came in averaging 85 plays per game. Well below that average here in the first half. Two minutes and counting. Three-nothing Tigers late second quarter. Two receivers far. Now Brooks out of the backfield. It's an empty backfield for Gleason. Has to stretch for the snap. Dumps it over here. Ball caught by Schumacher. But then he's wrapped up and brought down immediately by Tyler Cummings. We've called his name a lot. Gain of only about two and a half to three. It'll bring up third down and short. And these two teams continue to not do well on third down. ESU two for six, Tigers two for seven. This will be third down and two for the Hornets. They need to 35. They're at their own 33. Another bad snap. Gleason's going to keep it. The quarterback has the first down. Breaks out of a tackle. He's at the 50. Tiger 40 and then brought down, still struggling forward to the 31-yard line. Oh, my. Broke out of a couple of tackles and gets 37 yards. It's assignment football. Gerard and the Tigers, whoever was supposed to take the quarterback, went after the running back and fell for the fake handoff. And they're quickly back to throw a pass here near side. It bounces short of Corey Thomas. It's incomplete. Oh, and it was the quarterback last week at Central Missouri that hurt Fort Hayes State. Remember the Twee House run down around the 10 where Fort Hayes hit him oh, five times and didn't take him down? Somehow broke out of a sack. So the Hornets trying to score here before halftime and will get the ball to start the third quarter. As they bring Dexton Swinehart, the speedster out of Linden. At four catches for 30 yards a week ago. Two receivers here to the near, one to the far. Gleason in the shotgun. He's got Brooks beside him. He's going to throw. Pump fakes, looking downfield. Good coverage by Fort Hayes State. Gleason to his left. Throws it late. It's incomplete. He had Brooks in the area. That was great coverage. They wanted to run a little wheel route here on the near side to Schumacher. 
And Forte State covered it well. He had to go to his second and third option and throws it away. It's third down. And the defensive line did a good job of keeping contain. They didn't let Gleason get through. And that was a well-done job by Gleason to realize nowhere to throw. Threw it kind of in an area where there was two receivers. So his team kept possession. That was Travion Mitchell now into the game on coverage. Two receivers left, two right. Brooks to the left of Gleason looking to the sideline, asking them to feed him the play. Slaps his hand. It's third and ten. Clock down to a minute five. Snap with two. Back to pass. Gleason steps up under pressure. Dumps it short to Brooks, and he's hit hard at the 28-yard line. Menges and Jimon Preston make the tackle. They're going to mark it at the 27. It's a gain of four, and now what do you do on fourth down? Well, Miles Menges took the worst of that hit from Jimon Preston. He's shaking out his right arm. He may have gotten himself a little bit of a stinger there. Hornets are going to go for it here on fourth down. They are 0 for 1 today. Gleason back to pass, throws, it's caught. It's a first down at the 21-yard line, but there is a flag on the play, and it may be more. The pass completed to Corey Thomas here along the near numbers. Gets to the 21, but I think the tag is going to be called for a late hit. Again, our lead referee today, Brian Stelzer, and he'll give us the call here with 32 seconds to go in the first half. Yeah, Jamin Preston. Personal foul, roughing the passer. Defense number three. Half the distance to the goal from the end of the run. Automatic first down. So they get it to the 21. They got six for the first down and then the penalty yardage. It's going to move it inside the 15 all the way down to about the 11-yard line. It'll be first down for Emporia State. Well, and the reason that the Tigers are in this situation is because the offense didn't convert third and one. Yep. First and... 10 from the 11. Gleason looking right, now left, being chased, breaks out of an ankle tackle, breaks out of another, and taken down to the six-yard line. He scrambles for five, and we'll have a timeout by Emporia State. John Johnson, the tackle, will pause timeout. 10 seconds. Fort Hayes, or Emporia State, their second charge of the half. 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort Hayes State football. Join us at halftime. We'll talk to Dustin Rhodes from Diamond R Jewelry. He was the day in the booth. Winner, maybe? High bidder, let's put it that there way. There you go. That's <laughs> probably there more appropriate go. at the Tiger Auction. Good to have him up with us today. We'll talk about the 10th anniversary for Diamond Art Jewelry. How's that possible? And uh, visit with him here at halftime. Glad to have him in the booth. I think this is the second time he's been up here. So Never learned his lesson. <laughs> Drinks are pretty good there at uh, no the Tiger said. Auction if he keeps buying this thing. <laughs> exactly. Is this play number 11 so of this drive? Play number 11 coming up of this drive, which started back at their own 13-yard line. Prior to this, Emporia State had 24 total plays in the game. They've only taken a couple of deep shots today, and they've not worked out on pass plays, but they've been able to methodically move it up the field and then got aided by that roughing the passer penalty, and now they have it, we're actually going to say about the seven-yard line. It'll be second down. They can get a first down without a touchdown. They can get it down to the one. Three-nothing Tigers. There's only 17 seconds left until halftime. And the Hornets will have the ball to start the third quarter. They've got two receivers bunched up here to the near side. Schumacher and Thomas. Now they send a man in motion from the far. And that's going to be Varner to line them all three in a triangle. Pass across the middle. It's intercepted in the end zone. It is picked off. Jordan starts at the goal line. They tried to run a slant, and Starks intercepts it. Third pick of the year for Fort A. State in the second and consecutive games for Starks, and they deny the Hornets at the goal line. 
That is a video room watching film interception. Diagnose the play, and you're inside of the tent. You're in an area where the slant is so effective, especially against this Tiger team. What a play by Jordan Starks. That is knowing what they're going to run out of that formation. He had seen that play in film study, and now Fort A. Stable pick it on a knee, and the defense has played big today. The old bend-but-not-break philosophy of Chris Brown is paying off. 3 nothing Tigers as the team's head of the locker room. It is halftime here at Lewis Field. Our Bank of A's halftime show is next. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. A parade of Halloween costumes today rounding the track here at Lewis Field. It is, of course, or, uh, homecoming Halloween on Sunday night. So all the kiddos who dressed up in a Halloween costume got in free today. They're making their parade around the track. And then a lot of, a lot of vehicles for the truck or treat. That's a cool, cool feature here for this Halloween weekend for all the kids and some nice costumes here. And four-day state leads it here at halftime, three to nothing. Let's get you up to date around the MIAA. Of course, the big game today, Northwest Missouri State taking on Nebraska Kearney in Maryville. They are in the first quarter, 12-7. to seven in favor of Northwest Missouri State. The Bearcats uh, just now taking the lead on a 56-yard run by Mike Hohensey and uh, able to, it was 7-6 Carney, but Hohensey takes it in from 56 and they now lead it 12-7. Pittsburgh State up 23-7 at halftime over Central Oklahoma. The Broncos scoring in the first quarter, but that's been it. Bit of a surprise, it's halftime in Topeka and Washburn is up 14-0 at half over Northeastern State. Thought that might be a bigger game. Washburn number nine in Super Region 3, so they need to keep winning to get the playoffs. 14-3 now. Missouri Western on top of Missouri Southern down in Joplin. That's with just under five to go in the first quarter. Uh, We mentioned Northwest up 12-7, and it's 14-0 with eight and a half to go in the first quarter in Jeff City, Central Missouri on top of Lincoln. Here the Tigers lead it. Three to nothing. They will be on defense here to start this second half. So Parker Janky kicking off at our halftime show, presented by Bank of Hayes, building better ways. Bank of Hayes. Your third quarter is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy a Michelob Ultra. Enjoy like a pro. Michelob Ultra. And a reminder to drink responsibly. Four day state. Up three to nothing, a Parker Janky field goal of 25 yards after they moved it down inside the 10. It's only been two possessions end up in the red zone and Fort A State got a field goal and Fort A State threw an interception to the goal line. So here we go, Parker Janky's kick is high, end over end, fluttering near the goal line. It's gonna go into the end zone, it'll be a touchback. So he was able to just keep that ball in bounds. It's only the seventh touchback in now 40 five kickoffs for Janky, and the Hornets will start at their own 25. And the Tigers still playing with a lead. I don't think that that can be underemphasized with that interception because Emporia State had a real opportunity to get seven and then turn around and get seven more for a 14-3 lead. That was huge. First and 10 Hornets on 25-yard line here. First play of the third quarter. They're going from our right to left. That is south to north here at Lewis Field, Gleason in the shotgun. He's going to send 
Uh, receiver in motion to the right. Now back to the left is Barner. There's the snap. They hand it off to Brooks, running right up the middle. John Johnson, the Dodge City freshman, wraps him up and brings him down. But it's a five-yard gain out to the 30, second down and five. Well, and they're doing, uh, Emporia State is having success with just that little inside zone read against the three-lineman three front for Forte State. Tigers on their side haven't taken advantage of it. Hand off to Brooks once again. A little bit of a crease, but Menges fights through a block and makes the tackle for a gain of only one. Boy, Miles Benjamin, he showed some attitude there as well. Busted through, and there's the tackle for a one-yard gain, third and four. That's because Menjus tackled not only the running back, but Sherman <laughs> Deaton, who's out of Fountain, Colorado. He's a right tackle, also a redshirt freshman, 6'5", 290. Third down and four for the Hornets. They were three of eight in the first half. Gleason throws. It's incomplete. Corey Thomas had it. It was a little bit high, and he couldn't haul it in, and now it's fourth down. This attitude of Miles Menges is contagious because John Johnson in the first half, he started to get a little lippy with the sideline for Emporia State a couple of times, and, and all of a sudden, it takes one guy, and it starts getting a little contagious, and everybody else starts picking up on it a little bit. As long as it doesn't go too far, you like what Miles has done for this team attitude-wise. Fourth punt of the day for Ross Brungard, the Lawrence High product, who stands back at his own 16. Alex Schramer sets up shop of the 30 to return it. High kick, spiral kick. Schramer will run under it and fair catch it at the 33-yard line. So a 37-yard punt. Fort A. State will have pretty good field position here to start the third quarter. Their first possession, not even a minute into it. They're going to say the 32 is where the catch was made. So good field position for Fort A. State, leading 3 to nothing over Hor the Hornets. Does the Emporia State guy go out and like dunk the ball in a gym somewhere in between <laughs> uh, you know, in between games on, on the week? He's 6'6". Yeah. He's got to be the tallest punter in the MIAA. Well, it does help on a high snap, I guess, to have a 6'6". You're punter. going to have to have a really high snap. Two wide receivers, far side, that Staff and Schramer, Butke and Birchfield near side, handoff up the middle, Soto running hard across the 35, near the 38, and they finally roll his momentum down because he never went down. All the way up to the 39, Jordan Williams hit him and held on. It's going to be a gain of about seven yards on first down, second and three. And the Tigers finally took advantage of that three-man front, just ran it right at him. All you need to do is open a little crease, and Adrian Soto will do the rest. First possession of the second half for the Tigers going from left to right, north to south. They're up three to nothing. A minute and a half into quarter number three. Fuller takes the snap. Swing pass. Soto caught. Stiff arms the defensive back. It gets taken down to the 45. That'll be enough for a first down again six. Eric Ansley hold on to him, but not before the first down was gained in the first and ten for the Tigers. We talk a lot about the youth of this team, and I am one of them that forget that Adrian Soto is a redshirt sophomore. Yeah. He plays like he is a senior or junior. Boy, I like his hands. That was yep. a great catch. Birchfield, wide receiver, right, short side of the formation. Schramer and Stapp to the left. Four days without Manny Ramsey today with a rib injury. There's Soto, gets hit in the backfield and may have lost a yard. Tried to stumble back to the line of scrimmage. The Hornets got great penetration. Cade Harrelson, who had a lot of tackles early in the game, gets one there. Forte State gets back to the line of scrimmage. Oh, they're going to lose a yard to the 30 or 43, second down and the 12 or 11. The, the attitudes are starting to flare a little bit in this game on both sides. It is starting to feel like Fort Hay State and Emporia State yeah. again. I think they've 
obviously both have been frustrated by their season so far. They're kind of getting through that now and realizing who they're playing. Second down and 11, Tigers from their own 43. Fuller dropping back, now rolling to his right, being chased, throws, and it's going to be caught, but is he inbounds? No, Stapp made the catch, but could not stay inbounds. It's incomplete. We need to pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Fort A. State football. Fort A. State was two of seven on third downs in the first half. They face third down and 11 here from their own 43 on their first possession of the third quarter, leading three to nothing. Delayed blitz by ESU. Chance with all sorts of time. Looks downfield over the head of Schremer and incomplete. He had a step on Kyle Rink, but the pass just a little bit too far for him to run under, and Fort A. Stable after punt. I'm going to bring uh, John in from the sideline. Is the wind a factor throwing to the south, John, because both quarterbacks have overthrown open receivers. Not really, or it doesn't look like it. The flags on top of the uprights are fluttering a little bit, but it really isn't that bad. That ball just, when it left the hand, you thought it was going to be a big play, but it just kept sailing over Schramer's hands. Now Sosin, who's had a good day, booms this one, not real high, lands at the 15, inside the 10 to the 5, and Tigers can't run it down. They were trying to track that one down, but Travion Mitchell ran out of real estate. It ends up being a touchback, so it's a long punt of 57 yards, but unfortunately it's going to be a net of 37 because it'll come back to the 20-yard line. And we have a timeout of the field with 12-10 to go here in the third. Fort A. State leading the Hornets 3-0 on the Tiger Sports Network built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Pass delivery, the Taco Shop. Just east of campus, they're on 8th. You know the number, 625-7114, or use the Taco Shop app. It's easy and convenient. The Taco Shop, you've never had it so good. 3-0 Tigers, Hornets at their own 20-yard line, their second possession after going 3-and-out to start the third quarter. Two receivers left and right, all bunched up behind one another, and now they're going to send Brooks in motion, play action to the running back, rolling near side, Gleason, and it's incomplete. Tigers had good coverage. He tried to dump it to Tommy Zimmerman, the Blue Valley Southwest product. It goes incomplete. Second down and 10. They've got a Schumacher who spells his name like Shoemaker and a Zimmerman. I mean, you'd think they'd be a couple of Ellis County guys, but they're not on this Hornet receiving staff. Really surprised that Emporia State's gone away from getting that ball east and west kind of laterally. They've been really going away from that. High snap. They set up a screen pass to Varner, makes the catch, and then brought down after a gain of about six. Freshman Devin White in there along with Tyler Cummings. They're going to say his knee hit at the 25, so it goes for five, and now the Hornets facing third and five. They failed to convert their last time. They are three for nine today. I'm going to speak something into the universe. Hope this doesn't come back to bite me. But does it feel like that the freshmen and redshirt freshmen are no longer playing like freshmen and redshirt freshmen? Yes. Two receivers far near the numbers over on the right side of the formation. Two here to the near, including Tyler Common, who has not had a catch today. He had a big week last week in their win over Southern. Back to pass, Gleason sings it. It's caught near the marker, and I think, well, it's close. It's going to be short. Yep, shy by about a half a yard. He caught it at the 28, rolled to the 29, and was brought down there by John Johnson. So they are a yard short of the first down, and the Hornets look like they're going to go for it here on fourth down. At least so far, they have not brought in a punt team. And now they will. So uh, Garen Higgins kind of going along the same lines of uh, Coach Chris Brown of the if you're not going to get it, 
We're not going to put our well, defense into a pat, bad position in a tight ball game three, at 3-0. 3-0 game. If you don't, now the Tigers get great field position. And the way this game has gone, possessions are crucial as a 3-0 lead. So Brungart, the big 6-6 punter, booms one away, end over end. Schramer lets it bounce. It goes straight up into the air, takes a Tiger roll out to the 38-yard line. So a 33-yard punt without a return. And Fort A. State will get the Time football out. back. Media. After the timeout, there's 10.30 to go in the third. Each team has punted on their possessions, twice for the Hornets, once for the Tigers. They'll have it at the 37 after this timeout of the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wirt, Burger Construction. Our third quarter today brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy like a pro. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra today and a reminder to drink responsibly. Tigers up 3 to nothing. They'll have it first and 10 of their own 37. They've had the better starting field position all day, but only the one Parker Janky field goal early in the second quarter. I've got the ball. Fuller in the shotgun. Chapman is in, lines up to his left, gets the carry, dodges up the middle, trying to sidestep a couple of defenders, gets a couple of yards out to the 49. It was Rafe Goucher in there to make that tackle, the El Reno, Oklahoma sophomore. They're going to mark it to the 39, a gain of two, second down and eight. Well, the offense needs to start adopting some of this defensive attitude in order to be able to start moving something because Fort A. State is running out of keen opportunities here. Ten minutes to go in the third. Three, nothing, Fort Hayes State. Three down linemen again for the Hornets. They've been that way all day today. Four wide receivers set. Handoff Chapman, not much there. Breaks out of the initial tackle, then gets taken down. He's going to lose the two he gained on the first carry. Jordan Williams, the tackle, will bring up third and ten. Well, Fort Hayes State was three and out on their first two possessions. And Fort Hayes State got a first down on their prior. Now they're threatening to go three yeah. and out. Third it, down and ten. You know, the, the punters for these two teams don't normally get a lot of work. <laughs> they have today. They are today. Four-day state, two of eight on third downs today. They did convert one. Actually, they did not in their first possession. That was a second down play. Third down and ten for their own 38. Fuller dropping back to pass. Dumps it to Chapman. Gets a block. He cuts up at the 40 and then gets grabbed by both ankles and taken down to the 41-yard line. He only picks up four when he needed ten. He's brought down by Dawson Hammes, a Rossville product. Richard Jr., who leads this team in tackles, and Fort A. Stable have to punt, so Sausen punting for the second time in the quarter. Screenplay for the Tigers that time, but the offensive line didn't release soon enough in order to get out in front of uh, Chapman. Billy Ross Jr., back of the 15, to receive this Ethan Sausen punt. He's had a good day today, good snap. And he punts it away, this one high, end over end, and it's going to land at the 15, bounce laterally, rolls to the 14, and will be down there 46 yards on the punt for Stossett. So he's been good today. Unfortunately, we've talked about him too much. He's averaging right at 49 yards per punt this afternoon. Hornets will have it on their own 14-yard line. It's been a stalemate so far in the second half. 3-0 Tigers, 8-23 to go in the third. The average starting field position today for Emporia State on their now eighth drive is the 22-yard line. Wow. This one will be their own 14. 3-0 Tigers. They have 
Boyce in there at running back. They play action to him. A pass near side. That was a not a good throw from Gleason. Trying to go to Dexton Swinehart. He is a speedy wide receiver. He had to dive into the Tigers' sideline to try to haul that one, and then he couldn't. It's second down. Second and ten. He really underthrew that ball. Yeah. I, the way the quarterbacks are throwing today, you would believe the just, wind is just howling out of the north. You would have thought this was Thursday night, wouldn't you? Second down and 10, Hornet Swinehart comes in motion. He's one of two receivers on the left side of the formation. They hand it off to Boyce. Oh, that is Billy Ross Jr. in there for the first time. He weaves his way across the 15, short gain to the 17, picks up three, brought down by Tyler Cummings, who's had a big game today. The redshirt sophomore getting more time because of the injuries, and now it's third down and seven. Hornets are three for 10 on third down today. Tigers were able to get Third down stops on the first two possessions. There's a quick pass, slant pattern, caught. That's going to be a first down and a hard hit. Tackle made by Cummings, I think, again. Well, that was Ty Cooper made the stop, but it's a first down. No, that was actually Arteaga in on that tackle up to the 30, but a first down. So they get the third down conversion. Hornets quickly run a play. Far side and a run is going to be brought down for a four-yard gain to the 34. Jordan Starks there on that tackle and a play to Corey or to uh, Thomas. To the five to the 35, gain of five. It's one of the rare times, too, the Tigers didn't get off the field after yeah. holding Emporia State to no yards on first down. Second down and five. Hornets from their own 35, trailing the Tigers three to nothing. Gleason pump fakes to his right, steps up, throws, passes, caught. That's going to be a loss of two. Swinehart caught it, but four-day state. Who else? Tyler Cummings. He's been everywhere today. Makes that tackle in open space. It'll bring up third down and seven. Really good uh, coverage by Jimon Preston, Devin White, and Jordan Starks in the second. Secondary. They're one-on-one -on -one with all the receivers going over the top of the linebackers, and they just provided no separation Tigers at all. Tigers with some good open field tackling today. Big third down here once again. 6.43 to go into third. 3-0 Tigers. Gleason dropping back to pass. A little bit of pressure. Looks to his left, and he zips one through the hands of Tommy Zimmerman. It would have been a first down. Boy, he fired that one. That was a John Elway-like pass. Zimmerman could not haul it in, and it's fourth down. That is now four for 12 on third downs for Emporia State. And these two teams now are combined six of 21 on third down. So they will have to punt. They converted earlier on third down, but now they have to put it away. Schramer inside the 30 to receive it from Ross Brungart. This will be his sixth punt of the day, matching Ethan Sausson's six punts for the Tigers. Six and a half to go here in the third, still three nothing. Line drive kick. It's going to bounce by Schramer. It took a funny bounce. He didn't want to mess with that and fumble it which is a good decision, and the Tigers are going to start just across their 15-yard line on a 53-yard punt, the best of the day for Brungard. Yeah, that was that was a good decision by Schramer because it was kind of a diagonal roll, and as he was putting down his hand, you could tell that he was out of position and then realized it and just pulled back on it to make sure that nothing nothing crazy happened. If you like punts, this third quarter has been for you. Five this of them so far. So the Tigers back of their own 16-yard line. It's almost been a game of jockeying for field position and waiting for the big mistake. The big mistake so far has been the interception thrown by Gleason. Starks at the goal line. The Hornets could have had a 7-3 halftime lead. First and 10 Tigers from their own 16 play action. Fuller rolling to his right, looking downfield. Nobody open. The quarterback tucks it and runs. He was starting to slide, and he took a shot. 
No flag, they say apparently he was not sliding at the 21 yard line, hit hard by Cade Harrelson. Boy, it looked like he was sliding, but that's not the case. He apparently had not given up on the play. He will stay in, he took a shot. Well, and you, you saw what um, uh, Chance was looking at the official going, yeah. oh, I was sliding. It looked like the replay the flag. that he was. He rarely does, but no penalty marker. Gain of five, second and five. Okachuku split here to the left. Eirik McDonald in. He comes in motion at tight end. They give to Adrian Soto. Runs behind McDonald. Not much there. He maybe got back to the line of scrimmage. Hornets able to plug the gap, but it was Jordan Wallace in there to make the stop. Give him about a half a yard to bring up third down and four to the 22. Well, the Tigers need to convert, and and you need to also to be able to kind of flip this field position. It's one of the rare times the Tigers haven't enjoyed good field position. Oh, for two on third down so far in the second half. This is the shortest. Their prior were third and 11 and third and 10. They are two for nine for the game on third down. Two receivers left, one here to the right. That's Birchfield. Soto, the running back, lines up right of Fuller, and now Emporia State, I think, is going to call a timeout. They only had 10 on the field. Well, that would have been an advantage for four-day stay. Kate Harrelson came in running in onto the field very late. And so then one of the other linebackers, Dawson Hams, turned and called timeout, realizing that not everybody was going to be set up. You know, Tiger Talk this week, you had an opportunity to talk with Coach Chris Brown about the number of possessions and how few there are in a game and how it's frustrating for the offense to, you know, and maybe press a little bit too much. Not the case today. Well, when you're going three and out, there's going to be a lot more possessions. Let's go downstairs real quick. Jonathan Zweiger to Hayes K-Line. K-Lawn sideline update. Yeah, guys, I was curious how the offense would respond on this drive, and so far it's not been so great. Coach Brown even was in the huddle and in the uh, group that they were sitting over here, and, and he was getting after them pretty good, and offensive coordinator was in their ear as well. I saw Amari Inger Bolden talking with Keelan Chapman talking about trying to read their blocks, and the thing that I heard was no, not on the same page. you got to get on the same page. Unfortunately, we've heard that uttered a lot this year on this Tiger team, not on the same page. Well, and you talk about the youth of this team. The youth is on the defensive side. There's a lot of returning experience on this offensive side of the ball. It's a little surprising that it's the offense that's struggling with that so much. So third down and four, four-day state from their own 22-yard line, leading the Hornets 3 to nothing with 5.02 to go in the third quarter. Fuller in the shotgun, Soto to his right. Two receivers left, one right. That is Monterio Birchfield. There's the snap. Fuller back to pass. Throws, it's incomplete. I don't know if it's for Birchfield or Butkey. Butkey ran about a five-yard hook route. Birchfield ran deep. It went right between the two of them. Not on the same page. It's going to be a three and out and a punt for the Tigers. Well, it was it was Butkey and uh, Fuller that weren't on the same page because they're the ones that immediately came to each other and started talking about what was going on. Uh, th- this has reached a new level of frustration that uh, on the offense that we just don't see for Fort Hayes State. Butkey turned in on the route, and the pass was to his outside shoulder. Fourth down, Sasson to punt. Hornets are going to set up a return. End over end, it's going to take a bounce and then go out of bounds at about the 28-yard line. Ends up being a 50-yard punt. We're going to say the 27, a 51-yard punt by far and away. Ethan Sausen's best game as a Tiger, and they've needed it because the offense has struggled today. Just one first down in this second half. There's been only two first downs for the entire game in the second half. Each team has one of them. 
So the Hornets at the 28-yard line. 3,268 here today. Not It's the smallest crowd of the year, but considering both teams are 4-4, four and four, still not a bad crowd. There'll be a lot of schools in the conference wouldn't draw that on a game like today. 4.52 to play, third quarter, still 3-0 Tigers. Brooks lines up as a wide receiver, goes in motion. They play action. Now some pressure on Gleason, and he throws it away. Miles Ben just came in late with a delayed blitz. He tried to throw it over here to Jalen Verner in front of the Tiger bench, but he was throwing that one away at second and ten. You know, Miles did a really good job of not biting on the fake from Gleason. When he committed going after the quarterback, Miles full-on committed, and so he didn't jump up to try to block the pass. It was go get the quarterback second down and 10 for the Hornets play action they're going to hand it off now to Varner the jet sweep he swings it across the right side and gets a little bit of yardage as he blasts forward to the 31 maybe to the 32 Jordan Starks there to bring him down I said a lot of them are going to say the 31 so it's only a three yard gain and now it's third down and seven Hornets have one third down conversion here in the second half they are one for three one for four yeah one for three here they go, across the middle, pass incomplete. They tried to go to Zimmerman, and Miles Menges was there, and that pocket was crumbling. He maybe threw that a little bit sooner than he wanted to, and it's fourth down. Pressure from Dalton Kuhn. Dalton got a great jump off the line, and he just flew into the face of the quarterback. And when he couldn't quite get to the quarterback, put his hands up in the air. So Gleason had to come up over the top of his hands as well, throw it early. That was really well done on a three-man rush. Well, if you like defense, this is your game. Another three and out. Third of the half for Emporia State. There's the punt by Brungard. Good booming kick high and end over end. Well over Schramer's head. Bounces laterally and will be down at the 17-yard line. That is a 56-yard punt for Brungard. He's had a 67-yarder this year. That was a good one. And Fort A. State's going to have it at the 22. The person who almost got there was Sam Brandt on the punt block. And we have called his name on special teams as much or more than anybody. On the prior punt by Fort Hay State, Sam Brandt blew up two guys on the near sideline, which got the sideline all fired up. You get opportunities to play in football. There's a lot of open positions. And Sam Brandt is making the most of his opportunity playing on that special teams. Chance Fuller has thrown a touchdown pass at 19 consecutive games. He does not have one today. There's a handoff. Keelan Chapman with some room. Across the 30. 35. And he gets brought down there. He was an ankle tackle away from going for more. It was G. Stanley who made the stop, but a good run of 13 yards out to the 35-yard line by far and away the best play of the half for Fort A. State. That might be as many yards as Fort A. State has had in the half so far. It's been little to nothing. The last two Tiger drives have been three and outs. So Fort A. State out to their own 35-yard line, leading 3 nothing with 3.45 to go in the third quarter. Fuller slaps the hands, takes the snap, dropping back to pass. He's got plenty of time. Throws downfield. He's got Soto, who makes a sliding catch at the Emporia State 42-yard line. 23 yards on the completion. Fort A. State is on the Hornets' side of the field with a first down. Well, if, we, if you had video to go back and watch, this is what wide receivers need to learn. Adrian Soto stayed right on the heels of another wide receiver. I think that was Stapp. And as soon as Stapp cut out, cut in, immediately he cut in outside to be wide open. Great job by Soto and Stapp. They're going to say his knee hit at the 43. First and 10. Now Soto up the middle of the run to the 40. 35. Still on his feet. Down to the 30 to the 29-yard line. It'll be a first down. Dawson Hamas, the tackle. Trying
to jar that ball free, but Soto, who fumbled earlier in the game, would not let it go. They're going to give him a 13-yard gain to the 30. That's first downs on three consecutive plays for the Tigers after having only one the entire third quarter prior. Here's a handoff to Soto, cuts to the right. He's got five more yards down to the 25 of ESU. And boy, that offense getting in a rhythm. It's Jace McDown on that tackle. And Pat Kelly a little slow to get up, but he's all right. Well, and now they're the team that's going with, with a little pace here. You see the Tigers finally finding some rhythm. It had been a struggle here in the third quarter. They're up three to nothing with 241 to go in the third. Down to the Hornet 25-yard line. Tigers up by a field goal. Birchfield and Staff wide receivers right. Or actually, that's uh, Okachuku to the left and Birchfield to the right. Play action. There's the blitz pass tipped, and it's incomplete. Crowd, there's a flag on a late hit. Yeah, for hitting the quarterback. But he was trying to get to the ball. He was being held by Jaden Poole, but the ball was tipped, so that's a legal play defensively. But they're going to have a late hit on Chance Fuller. Merrick Thompson, I believe, is the one that got him the defensive end. It was an all-out blitz. From Dump, yeah. State. He's got his hands on his helmet. The third team all MIAA pick from 2019. Can't believe it out of Osceola, Missouri. This is a long Man, conversation well, from the officials. But the ball was tipped, and Butkey was trying to get it. He was being held. It was an obvious hold by Poole, but because it got tipped, it's basically free free combat, if you will. They could do whatever. Personal foul, roughing the passer. Defense number 93. 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. Well, that 15-yard penalty is going to move the Tigers back inside the farm implement supply red zone for just the second time this year. They've got a great selection of New Holland CR combines, New Holland balers, TR6 and TR9 tractors, as well as skid steer loaders. See them, see their complete inventory at farmimp.com. That's farmimp.com. Tigers down now to the 13-yard line. So Fort A State has it first and ten in the red zone for just the second time today, leading three to nothing. 225 to go here in the third. Handoff Soto looks for some room, and boy, that hole, which was small, collapses a one-yard gain to the 12. Dawson Hamas came barreling through, blew up that play, a gain of only one, second down and twelve. They showed a replay of nine. the passer or the roughing the passer. It wasn't a violent hit, but it was unnecessary, is what it was. The Defensive end had already slowed up, and then he pushed Chance well after the ball was out of his hands. It wasn't because of the roughness. It was because of the timing. Stapp and Butkey lined up in tandem here to the left, two to the right. There's a screen pass for Stapp. He catches and gets to the 10, still on his feet to the 9, and that's where the play will end. He got stood up by three Hornets led by G. Stanley. So they're going to give him progress to the nine. It's a gain of three, and now it's third and six for Fort Hay State. So they tried to set up a screen pass, and Stapp thrust into duty with the injury to Manny Ramsey. Has his second catch, and now a big third down, and we see Hayden Wiltfong back in for Fort Hay State. He and Bucky will be lined up here to the right, the two tight ends. Wiltfong had his first career touchdown a week ago, the game winner inside 30 seconds. Birchfield. And Okachuku split to the left. Chapman right of Fuller. It's going to be an option play to Chapman. To the right side, to the 10, to the 5, and leans forward. He's got a first down, it appears. I think he's going to be about oh, a yard no, short. They're going to mark his knee at the 3. I think you're right. He's going to be a yard short. They said his knee hit Cade Harrelson to tackle. He is at the 4-yard line. He needed the 3. And here comes the field goal unit. Crowd wants the Tigers to go for it here on 4th and 1. Well, the, the thought process is here. 
you get the points to make it 6 nothing. So now Emporia State has to score a touchdown, something they've only threatened to do once today. But even if they do, you're then a field goal yeah. away from taking the lead back. This is the smart move, not the emotional move. Ball is on the right hash. This will be a 21-yard field goal try. Janke kicks it up, and Parker Janke is two for two on field goals. A 21-yard field goal by Parker Janke, his second two field goals of the year, and the Tigers have a 6 to nothing lead with 20 seconds to go here in the third. Well, and Coach Chris Brown sticking to what he has said all season long. If, if the offense isn't going to get it done, he's not going to feel comfortable allowing them to try to get one more. They have an opportunity to get points, and the Emporia State's coaching staff has three officials over on their sideline now talking about what I'm guessing is the roughing the passer call. But this is a very one-way animated conversation. Well, they have a point. It was not a very violent hit, but... As you said, unnecessary and got to be smart, especially in a possess- low a, a, a low scoring game like today. It's it, it, a little bit of it is is the perception of a was it necessary? No. B the defensive end had held up. He had already pretty much come to a stop. There was no reason to even touch the quarterback because the ball was out of his hands. Nine plays, seventy-four yards on the scoring drive. Jenkins' twenty-one yard field goal makes it six to nothing. Fort Hayes State. And now Janky will kick it away. High end over end. Pretty good kick. It's going to be fielded by Ross. Backpedaling at the three, and they call a fair catch. So Poria State has called the fair catches on kickoffs more than any team we have seen this year. Their best field position here in the third quarter, their 28-yard line. This will be the second to start at the 25. There is 20 seconds to go in the third. Fort A. State leading the Hornets 6 to nothing on two Parker Janky field goals. Well, I'm going to say it's because they're scared of Sam Brandt. You know, he's just been blowing up guys all season long. Let's just, let's just call it. No, I'm sure that's not what it is. But there was 20 or yards. Shane Watts. Or Shane there's There's 20 yards yeah, between was, the catch and where the nearest defender was. Well, their offense has been pretty good this year. I'm sure they feel oh, a high snap. Great job by Gleason to grab it. Now the quarterback's going to run, and he is brought down for no gain by Sterling Swamps. In fact, a loss of a yard at the 24. Another high snap from Hayden Reed, the redshirt junior out of Salina, Texas. He is making his 31st career start today, and that was fortunate it wasn't disaster, and that's the end of the third quarter. Six to nothing. Four day state on top of Emporia State as we move to the fourth. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Seven yard line, it's a gain of three. John Johnson, the tackle. Now it's third down and seven for Emporia State. Just four for 13 on third downs today. They look to the sideline. They'll flood the field. Three wide receivers off to the left. And line up Zimmerman in a three-point stance here to the right. Back to pass. Tigers blitz. They set up a screen to Brooks. Johnson blows it up and runs him out of bounds. He was able to outrun the three blockers on that screen pass and force Brooks out of bounds at the 27-yard line for no gain. And it's going to be another three and out. And Johnson... He was not going to be denied. He really didn't hit the guy, but he made him run out of bounds because he outran the blockers. In that third quarter, Emporia State, 16 plays, 37 yards. The Tigers, 18 plays, 
82 yards, most of that on that touchdown yeah, drive. The one drive. Mason Ballman was in on that series for the Tigers at linebacker. Forte's had 74 yards on the scoring drivers. An end-over-end kick from Brungard. It's going to bounce at the 30 and take a beeline out of bounds inside the 20. We'll see where they officially mark it. That ball hit the ground and shot. We're going to say the 18-yard line. It ends up being a 56-yard punt. Wow. Well, got a great bounce on that one. Alex Tramer's really disappointed he didn't get his hands on that one because there was one guy. Oh, yeah. One guy, and then he had the near sideline. The punter way out kicked his coverage, much like you and I in the marriage category, and was able to get to the sideline. If, if Tramer gets it, he has an opportunity to return it. I doubt our wives are listening, but they're saying, yeah. <laughs> the heck well, we? mine's in Indianapolis, well, so I, gar- I guarantee <laughs> she's not. Two wide receivers to the right, one here to the left. That's Alex Schramer. Butke at the tight end, lines up left side. Keelan Chapman, the running back, to the left hip of Fuller. They give it to Keelan up the middle. Uh, he keeps his feet churning. He gets that out across the 25 and up to the 27-yard line. Cade Harrelson, the tackle, but a good first down run. That goes for eight, and a very patient run by Keelan Chapman. And a quick burst of speed up the middle for an eight-yard gain, second and two. It's probably the thing he needed to learn the most. He, he's like the bull in the china yeah. shop runner. And, and every once in a while, just take a breath and, and let your offensive line do their work. Second down and two. Tigers from their own 27, leading six to nothing with 13, 14 to go in the game. Chapman lines up right a fuller this time. Gets to carry again, gets hit of the line of scrimmage, and has to lunge his way back to that line of scrimmage for no gain. That time he had very little chance. Jace McDowell, we haven't called his name a lot. He has 11 tackles for loss this year. That one won't count as one because he got back to the line of scrimmage, but he busted that play up, and now it's third down, and Fort A. State just two for 11 today. McDowell, two-time All-MIAA, 19, first team, second team, and 18, and out of Columbus, Kansas, got to know some people from Columbus this spring and summer, and that is one of the prides of Columbus right there. Three down lineman, handoff, Chapman spins around, keeps the feet moving, it's going to be close, and at last, a little bit of effort gets him the first down to the 30-yard line. I think he was short, but he kept moving those feet, and then the tackle, he landed on top of G. Stanley, and when he swung him to the turf, that extra swing gave him a first down, and Fort A. State converts there on third. They'll have it at their own 30, leading 6 to nothing. Now 12-15 to go in the game. Well, that's a third and two bull in the China shop run. Just put your head down and go get it. He got it. They needed every one of those. Two receivers, Birchfield, Schramer split to the right. Stapp comes in motion. They hand it off to Chapman. He breaks a couple of tackles. He gets about 10. G. Stanley kind of stands and kicks him as he gets off the play. They're going to mark it to the 41, a gain of 11, the first down for Fort A. State. Again, this is something that Jonathan Zweiger brought up a little bit earlier, is that the offensive line was telling Chapman, read our blocks. Let us give us an opportunity to get you some yards, and that's what's happening on this drive. That's a big run there of 11 out to the 41-yard line. No touchdowns today. Last team Fort A. State has held without a touchdown was these Hornets. They won 19-3 here in 19. First and 10 from their own 41. Fuller slaps his hands. There is the handoff. Chapman again runs left side, breaks a tackle at midfield, stays on his feet, down to the Hornet 48-yard line. It's Derek Maxwell on the tackle, but not before a gain of 12 and a first down. Well, and that was a blitz from Emporia State, and the offensive line picked it up. And when there's only three down linemen, even if they blitz three, you're still okay. You're not seeing seven come at you. 
At the top of the hour, we'll get a station break after this play. First and ten Tigers. Little counteraction for Chapman. Gets spun around. Stays on his feet. Man, he's running hard. Down to the 43-yard line. He'll pick up five on first down. And we'll pause ten seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort A. State Football. This afternoon's fourth quarter presented by Bud Light Seltzer's Dive In Taste Buds. You can enjoy a Bud Light Seltzer today and remember to drink responsibly. Kate Harrelson is down on that play. He was one of the Hornets in on that tackle. Boy, he's been busy, busy today. Harrelson, their leaning tackler after three quarters with 10, and he is lying on his back after that five-yard gain. I, I don't know that. I don't know how much people understand how athletic offensive linemen have to be in college football today, but the right side of the line for Fort Hay State, love it 6'3", 300. And uh, you know, I've talked a lot about Strotter. He's 6'7", 410 is where he's listed at, probably, probably a little under 400 now. But on that play, they pulled from the right side to the left side. And, and as a running back, you have to allow that to happen. But those guys are so good and being so big that he didn't have to wait long. And so he's able to get the five yards because Lovett and Strotter just put the boom down on anybody. And then the, that's a big; those are big bodies anyway. But then on the top of that, you get them running, and, and you know most offensive linemen hit full speed pretty quick. But they are able to get out and push forward. That is 710 pounds moving from the right side of the line to the left side so that they can help out 300, 335, and 280. That The athleticism displayed on this drive by the offensive line has been very impressive. Still working on Cade Harrelson. Our training staff is out as he is laying on his back. Had no movement yet from the EMS crew, which I guess is a, a good sign, but uh, boy, you, you hate to see that. He just ended up at the bottom of the pile. and uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised well, they haven't because yeah, they, they're, they're really kind of stabilizing his Yeah, they're his holding head. his head. They're kind of doing the, they're checking his his leg he did have his one leg up and he straightened it out so that is certainly a a good sign hey adams brown does more than just run numbers and file tax returns they work hard to become strategic allies adams brown strategic allies and cpas while they continue to attend to kate harrelson let's run down some more scores they're now getting set to go to the fourth quarter in pittsburgh who four day state will host here in week 11 the gorillas up 26 to 7 over central oklahoma of course the big game is in maryville and it is all northwest missouri state right now and harrelson's going to be helped up that is a great sign he's being helped up a little woozy but he's up and being helped off the field and a nice round of applause from the crowd here Gerard, they were they were down feeling t- grabbing his toes seeing what he could feel and not feel and i mean right now now he stood up and I, i'd imagine got to get his his bearings a little bit to get help walked across but he is he is in a world a uh, different world right now and uh th- right right now in this moment that is best case scenario oh, other yeah. than his teammate right. uh that uh g stanley that came up and just popped him in the back of the helmet as he's walking off so you know yeah, g stanley also, read the room a little yeah. bit <laughs> 35-14, Central Missouri on top of Lincoln. Northwest up 40-7 over Kearney. Western up 17-6 over Southern. And 28-0 now. Washburn on top of Northeastern. Scoreboard update brought to you by Mapes and Miller CPAs. Certified public accountants and business advisors in Phillipsburg, Norton, Stockton, and Quinter. Second down and five. Tigers from the their own 43 or the uh, 
the uh, Hornet 43-yard line, leading six to nothing with a little over ten to go. Here's Soto into the game, bounces out to the left, gets a good block from Strotter, stays on his feet, cuts it down to the 35, and that'll move the chains for a first down. Dawson Hammes the tackle, but Strotter with a great late block and a good read by Soto, and it picks up the first down and goes for 13, or excuse me, goes for eight yards. Well, and, and again, Strotter is the one that gets out there and, and gets that block, and, and it's well, good read by Soto, who we, we know can do that. But Calvin Stapp had to run back across all of that in order to be able to take the lo- the eyes of the linebacker back away from the play, and he did a good job of you know not messing the play up. Budke and Stapp here to the near side of the formation. Birchfield and Schramer to the far. It's a handoff up the middle to Adrian Soto. That offensive line creating some separation now. Pat Kelly is slow to get up, but he's all right. He's hobbling a little bit on the ankle. Jordan Williams a tackle, but a run out to the 28-yard line. Picks up six on first down at second and four. Strotter is just now messing with Merrick Thomas because he kind of just olayed him because Thomas wanted to go inside, and that's where that's where Strotter wanted him to go. So he just like forearm shivers him just a little bit, and he just runs completely by the play. He moves well for as big of a human being that he is. Second down and four. Tigers from the Hornet 29, leading six to nothing. Handoff Chapman, not much there. Tried to cut it back up the middle. In fact, he's going to lose a yard back to the 30-yard line to bring up a third down and five. Well, you There's feel, nothing there. Yeah, I feel like maybe Forte State fell in love with the run just a little too much after that one. I mean, you've gone hard run the entire time, and Emporia State just said enough. Yep. And they brought a full run blitz. Just send it. Send people at every gap to make the stop. Jace McDowell on that tackle. Fort A. State just 3 of 12 on third down. They did convert one on this drive earlier back on their own side of the field. They need five, leading six to nothing, just inside nine to go. Birchfield and Stapper wide receivers to the right. Schramer here to the left. Now Butkey, who lined up, steps a a step off the line of scrimmage in the right slot. Fuller throws. It's the tight end. Butkey lowers his head. He's got a first down to the 25. He caught that two yards short. Hamas hit him, but Butkey was not going to be denied. And, oh, they may be marking a hair short. It is right at the line. It's fourth down by inches. He needed the 25. It is... It is just shy of the 25-yard line. It's going to be fourth and one. I think this is the one you go for because you're talking 42 yards or so for a field goal from your new kicker. Fourth and inches from the 26-yard line. They need the 25, but it's about inches away. Fuller, empty pistol formation, handoff, Chapman, first down and more. Inside the 20 and down to the 19-yard line. They need it inches. They get six yards. First down, Tigers. G. Stanley may have just saved a touchdown. Well, and I think the reason that Coach Brown and the staff decided to go for it on this one is A, field position, but B, the way that your offensive line has played on this drive. Coach Brown has mentioned how he will just kind of, it depends on how the game feels. You can feel it. The line's taking control. You just had no doubt that they were going to pick that up the way the line's playing right Needed now. Needed inches. They get six yards. Back to the pistol formation. Chapman's run well on this possession. 6 nothing Tigers trying to make it a two-possession game with inside eight to go. Play action. Fuller dropping back. He's got Chapman. Oh, man, he took a hit and dropped the ball at the 15-yard line. Jaden Poole with a big-time hit. Chapman sitting up. He's going to be all right, but he's going to feel that one tomorrow. Incomplete pass. Uh, and that, that's several receivers over the last couple of weeks that have really taken hard hits in some bad spots. Mm. And, and sometimes that's as much on the quarterback 
as it is anybody else. And and Chance was running. He was getting blitzed. He was trying to just dump it down to the to the open the release valve on that side. But man, what a hit! Tigers are inside the Farm Implemented Supply red zone. Farm Implemented Supply, they're your local New Holland dealer in Plainville and Colby. Second and 10, Fort Hay State, Fuller in the pocket, throws. He's got Birchfield at the 10. He's dropped there, but a gain of nine, and that'll move the chains for a Fort Hay State first down. Montrell Wilson, the tackle, but it's a first and 10 for Nope. It's going to be short by a yard. It's third and one. Third and one. They mark it just shy of the 10. So Fort A State needs another yard here to convert on this third down. They mark it just a little bit behind the line to gain. And so Fort A State, who hasn't been great today, three for 13 on third down, trying to convert here. They're one for two on this drive, but on the one they missed, they got it on fourth down. Birchfield and Schramer, wide receivers to the right. Handoff, Soto up the middle. He's got the first down, boy. He was four yards downfield before he was touched. That offensive line, Pat Kelly, Ingram Bolden, Teo Hama, Lovett, and Strotter doing a great job. Jordan Williams, the tackle. It'll be first and goal at the seven. And that time it was Ingram Bolden, left guard, Teo Hama, the center, and Lovett, the right guard. They got a great push against a three-down lineman set. All they needed to do was move one guy for the first down. On this drive, Chance Fuller has moved into second place in career passing yards at Fort Hay State. He's going to run an option left side, high pitch, grabbed in by Soto, stays on his feet. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Fort Hay State, their first of the day. Great hands by Soto. The pitch from Fuller was high, but he hauled it in around his shoulder pads, broke off a hit at the three, and goes into the end zone. And it's 12 to nothing. Tigers with 6.20 to play in the game. And now the Tigers line up like they want to go for two here to try to get the full two-touchdown lead. I want to get the thoughts of Jonathan Zweigert here after a little bit because the old offensive lineman that was recruited to play here at Fort Hay State had to have loved that drive. Here we go. Tigers will line up for two. Soto lines up right of Fuller to try to make it a 14-0 lead. Now Soto lines up as a receiver. It's an empty backfield. He'll come in motion from right to left. Fuller looks, throws at the back corner of the end zone. It's incomplete. There's a flag. The pass was intended for Birchfield, but you can see his body (laughs) falling down as the pass was thrown. It's going to be another opportunity for Fort A State from about the one-yard line, one and a half. Fantastic tackle by Montrell Wilson. (laughs) Well, if you're going to get burned. But but he didn't have the ball. No. Pass interference. Defense number 19. Half the distance to the goal. Replay the try. They got Derek Maxwell with it. I thought it was uh, Wilson because he was the one that was talking with uh, Birchfield, and they're the ones that are one-on-one. It was a fantastic tackle. It's just that Birchfield didn't have the ball when he was tackled. There we go. So another two-point try now from the yard and a half. It started at the three, half the distance to the one-and-a-half-yard line. Soto lines up left of Fuller. Stapp and Schramer, wide receivers left. Birchfield one-on-one coverage to the right. Now, Soto lines up right of Fuller, and he gets the handoff. He's hit, struggles to the goal line. He's short. He had three white jerseys wrap him up at the one and push him back. It was Jordan Williams who led the charge, and the Tigers come up short on the two-point conversion. So, timeout. Media. We have 6.20 to go in a game. We'll get Jonathan Zweigert's thoughts when we come back. 12 to nothing Tigers. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Straight into the face of the Tigers, and that held that kick up. It was fair caught at the 19, 
They're going to have it at the 25. There's a weather change coming. Yeah. And and it's starting to blow out of the north. It may be coming in sooner than we think. How about 727 on that drive Man. for the Tigers? That just killed this fourth quarter clock. It's 15 plays, 81 yards. is a pass across the middle. It's going to be caught. One of the few big plays today for the Hornets. Billy Ross, Jr., who had fair caught that kick, has it all the way out to the 46. Mason Perez, the tackle. That's a 21-yard gain and a Hornet first down, and they're quickly back to the line of scrimmage, down two possessions, 12-0 Tigers. There's a little hitch pass out of the flat. Caught in front of the Hornets' sideline at the 49. It only goes for three. It'll stop the clock for just a moment while they set the ball. And then the clock will start back up with six minutes to go. Four-day State up 12 to nothing on the Hornets. They won 19-3 two years ago, trying to keep the Hornets without a touchdown for the second consecutive game. Empty backfield for Gleason. Quick pass caught by Swinehart, who has been held in check. Knocked out of bounds at the 45-yard line. He'll pick up four. Tyler Cummings, the tackle. It's third down and one. Well, the Tigers right now just rushing three, dropping eight. Just keep everything in front up by two scores. 12-0 to Fort A. State. 5.40 to go. It's going to be a handoff. That's going to be a first down. Have not seen a lot of Billy Ross Jr. in the backfield today, but he got the carry there, and it's a first down to the Fort Hayes State. 41-yard lines where they're going to mark it. A gain of four. Wyatt Seidel may be his first tackle of the day for the Tigers. Hornets convert on third down. Not happening much here today. Play action. Back to pass. Gleason looking, looking. Has to throw it near side. It's incomplete. Oh, it's caught. It was off a tip. It went off the fingertips of Tyler Common and hauled in by Corey Thomas. Well, and Gerard, it should have been, there should have been a holding. Javaris Sanders almost hit the quarterback, and the center, Hayden Reed, tackled it. Full-on tackle for just absolutely no penalty. It was great coverage downfield. That was the dump-down option for Gleason. Second down and two after the tip pass caught. Gleason play action. The lefty steps up in the pocket. Now being chased by Dalton Kuhn. He's going to outrun Kuhn and run out of bounds at the 30. He should have a first down. They're going to say just shy of the 30-yard line, but that will move the chains. He scrambles for three. Kuhn was giving chase, but he didn't have a good enough angle to get that one. And, oh, there and, we go. Yeah, yeah the, the, they moved the chains. Still said second down, but now they change it. They're going to say the 31. So a scramble for two. Tigers up 12 to nothing. Inside five minutes to go in the game. Ross Jr. in motion out of the backfield. Gleason looks to his right. Slam pattern caught by Corey Thomas. Inside the 25 and down to the Tiger 23-yard line. Gain of eight on that completion. Devin White, the freshman, in on that four-day state tackle. Yeah, Tyler Cummings was in there as well, and he took the hard hit of that uh, momentum that was coming back into it. Hornets have not been in the red zone, but just one, twice today, or once. They're near it again. Last time, right before halftime, they threw the interception in the end zone. Picked off by Jordan Starks. How big is that? Three receivers left, one here to the right. That's Thomas. Gleason takes the snap, being chased by Swope. Spins to his right, throws toward the end zone. It's incomplete. He had two receivers running side by side. That was Schumacher and Varner. And a pass went over both of them and incomplete. And now it's third down at two. So I would imagine that was not how that was designed to have two guys that close to one another. Um, no. <laughs> another big third down, although this is probably four down territory. 12-0 Tigers, 3.58 to go in the ball game. Fort A. State has the only touchdown of the game on their last possession, a 15-play scoring drive that took almost seven and a half minutes off the clock. 
Common and Thomas, wide receivers near side. They hand it off to Brooks, keeping hold up the middle. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he's in for the touchdown. A 23-yard touchdown run by Kanan Brooks, the South Dakota transfer. They've been throwing the ball the entire possession, and he had a gaping hole up the middle, broken ankle tackle, the 10, and now it's 12-6 with 3.53 to go. A little bit more than what, of what we thought we were going to get yeah, out of this right football there. game, and now Emporia State having issues on who is supposed to be on the field for this extra point. So they will kick it. Sam Dobbins, who is 33 of 35 this year, his first try of the day. It is 12 to 6. Play clock is down to 4. There's a good snap. Hold down. Dobbins' kick is up, and he just got it inside that right upright. So it's now 12 to 7, Fort Hay State. So a big drive Time by Emporia State. Media. So we'll take our final media timeout of the fourth quarter. Fort A State leads 12 to 7. 3.53 to go in the game. Back in a minute. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Our fourth quarter today brought to you by Bud Light Seltzers. Dive in taste buds. Enjoy a Bud Light Seltzer today and remember to drink responsibly. Jonathan Zweiger, that offensive line, that last scoring drive was an offensive line drive. I guess if they ever needed another one, it'd be right here. Yeah, you got to find a way to melt this next 3.53 off the clock. This is about getting first downs, and they did a really nice job. Like I said, a couple of possessions ago, they had a little bit of a heart-to-heart with Coach Brown, and it took them a little bit, but I think you saw the result of that, and it's just about communication and following the blocks because there's some running lanes if you're patient enough. 3.53 to go in the game, 12-7. to 7. Fort Hayes State on top of the Hornets. Remember, Emporia Tigers State had to use a timeout on defense, so they don't got two left. Tigers have the hands team in there. It's a deep kick. Soto back, Penny's going to let it go over his head. The wind, as we said, now directly in the back of the Hornets, and the ball rolls out of the back of the end zone. So Fort Hayes State's going to have it at their own 25. So the wind, which was a slight breeze and a crosswind, is now more of a factor blowing into the face of the Tigers, who lead 12-7. to Two Parker Janke field goals and a seven-yard Adrian Soto touchdown run. But then the Hornets come right back. Kanan Brooks with a 23-yard run to get the Hornets within five. You guys are right. This is on the offensive line, but the Tigers are going to have to to complete a pass on this drive because Emporia State right now is likely going to be in that almost full-on run blitz mode because they they just can't let the time come off the clock. Alex Schramer split here to the left side. Snap. Burtsfield to the right. Handoff goes to Keelan Chapman. He turns the corner, 25. Stiff arms a Hornet. That was Kyle Rink. And he gets step pushed out of bounds at the 30 or the 29 yard line. So he'll pick up four on that first down run. It's second down and six for Fort A State, leading 12 to 7. Clock rolling with 3.41 to play. Adrian Soto, 18 carries, 88 yards. Chapman, 18 carries, 79 yards. This is only the second possession of the fourth quarter for Fort A State. Of course, their last one, 15 plays, 81 yards, seven minutes and 26 seconds for their only touchdown. Two receivers right, one left, that is Schramer. Chapman, the running back, gets the carry, looks for a hole, it's not there. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and Fort A State's going to face third down. Rafe Goucher, the tackle, will be third down at six. That play just never developed. He's fortunate to get back to the line of scrimmage. You mentioned they're going to have to complete a pass. Here it is. 
Tiger football today brought to you by BTI, your John Deere dealers in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. Third down and six. Tigers just four for 14 on third down today. They lead by five, 12 to seven, with 2.42 to go in the game. Fuller in the shotgun. Chapman to his right. There's the snap. Play action. A ball batted down to the line of scrimmage by Goucher. And four-day state goes three and out. They'll have to punt it away. A low pass by Fuller, and now the Hornets, who have played from behind all day, are going to get the ball back with over two minutes to go and a chance to take the lead with a touchdown. And, boy, Fort State had such a good drive on their last possession. They go three and out right there. Well, and they did exactly what I, I told you they would do prior to the drive. They went full run blitz. Three down linemen blitzed all three linebackers every time. They were not going to go out of this game because of Fort Hay State running the ball. Oh, and Sausen punts into the win. It's a bad kick. It's going to land at the 50, take a bounce to the 45. It is only a 26-yard punt, and, Boy, how quickly momentum turns. Fort A. State was up 12 to nothing. Had all the momentum. A quick scoring drive by the Hornets. And now ESU will start at their own 46-yard line. A touchdown gives them the lead with 2.27 to go. Their best field position of the day. And does it almost feel like that after Fort Hay State went up 12-0, everybody went, oh, that's the game. How many times has this team done that this year? They've yeah. got to put it on cruise control. Well, now the defense who played so well up until that last drive needs to come up big. Three down lineman for the Tigers, 12-7 Fort Hay State. 2.27 left. Three receivers to the left, one here to the right. That is Corey Thomas. Fuller, or excuse me, a Gleason to the shotgun. Now they're going to bring a man in motion. That is Zimmerman, and they're going to play action. Gleason rolling to his left. Tigers come with a late blitz. The pass is incomplete, and a late hit to oh, be no. called on Fort Hay State. Saunders took one step, decked the quarterback. And that's going to be 15 yards. The pass was low and incomplete. We're getting a replay. That's that's tough. I, I mean, Sanders is running full. Personal foul. Roughing the passer. Defense number 90. 15-yard penalty. Automatic first down. That's a tough one. You're running full on, and you're one step from the quarterback, and you're a big dude. 270 pounds. I don't know what else he's supposed to do. And now it's down to the 41 of Fort A. State, first and 10 after the penalty. Well, and you've also got a Saunders who's very upset on the last series. He got tackled when he was getting a sack, and, yeah. and there was how no, no was, holding call. How big was that? Yeah, it leads to a touchdown. I said the 41 is the 39. Hornets down to the Tiger, 39. Fort A. State leads by five, 2.20 to go in the game. In motion is Varner. Gleason, they set up a screen pass to Varner. John Johnson trails the play but wraps him up and brings him down. Still going to be a gain of about six, maybe seven to the 33. Gain of six. Clock continues to roll. 12-7 Tigers, two minutes to go in a game. Three wide receivers left. That's the short side of the formation. Play action. Gleason stepping back to pass. Goes for the touchdown. There's nobody. And now a flag comes in yeah. on a pass that's yeah. out of the end zone. Yeah, and, and the reason it's going to be is because he, he just grabbed a hold of the wide receiver. I know that it's it's Ty eight Cooper yards over top of called. everybody, but Ty Cooper just grabbed a hold of the receiver. Two major penalties on the defense on this possession. Pass interference. Defense number 24. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. 
Automatic, first down. That's one where Ty has to locate the football and yeah. realize there's no chance. There's zero opportunity for a catch. But he instead, he, he held on to the wide receiver. Down to the 18-yard line. That was not even going to be close to being no. caught. First and 10, Hornets. A minute 51 to go in the game. Four days with three down linemen, three linebackers. Tyler Cummings, Miles Menges, John Johnson, that linebacking core. Two receivers right, one left. Gleason the snap. They're going to run it again up the middle. This time, Brooks breaks out of a tackle and has the, looks like a first down to the eight-yard line. That was the play they scored the touchdown on, the draw play. And they get it down to the eight. He gains ten. That's a first and ten for the Hornets. Man, the momentum has turned on a dime, and now Forday State's going to burn a timeout. And we're going to pause ten seconds for timeout. station identification. Forday State. You're listening Their to Forday State football. Forday State leads twelve to seven. They were up twelve to nothing. That fifteen play drive with six twenty to go, but then the Hornets came right back and scored. They scored relatively quickly and then three and out by the Tigers and a roughing the passer and pass interference penalty on this possession has given the Hornets 30 yards and now they've got it first and goal at the Tiger 8. Touchdown gives them the lead and only a minute 39 to go in the game. Well, and that's the frustrating part if you're you know, anybody, but is that you are giving 30 yards to the team who's behind. And, and so you're, you're allowing them the opportunity to score. But if you're Fort Hay State, when you're starting to think about what you need to do, if if Emporia State scores, field goal. A field goal is where your, your differential will come up on this next series. Now into a pretty strong breeze. Yep. First and goal, Hornets. They're going to send a man in motion. That's Swinehart. He takes the ball, cuts up the middle, and then the flag comes in late. He's brought down to the four-yard line by Jordan Starks. That's a holding. Swinehart is quick. He was a great runner in high school, Linden High School. He planted that right foot, cut up the middle, but a good job there by Starks to cut him down. It looks like the Hornets are going to be penalized 10 yards. Holding. Offense number 64. 10-yard penalty from the previous spot. Replay first down. Well, you know how the crowd has thought about a couple of those penalties against the Tigers, but that's a big one there on ESU. So that'll back them back to the 18-yard line, and it'll bring up a first and goal for the 18. Now a minute 34 to go in the game. Yeah, tough day for the center, Hayden Reed. First and goal, Hornets from the 18 of Fort Hay State. Two receivers here near side, Thomas and Schumacher. Swinehart in motion to the right, now back to the left. There's the snap. Gleason dumps it out of the backfield to Brooks, who gets knocked out of bounds by Devin White at the 15-yard line. It's a gain of only three. We're inside of two minutes, so the clock will stop with a minute 15 to go in a game, and Fort A. State clinging to a 12-7 lead. Yeah, with that clock stopping, I'm not sure who that is the advantage for. Yeah, that may have helped Fort A. State. Tigers trying to get to 5-4. and four. The Hornets trying to get to 5-4. and four. Minute 15 to go, ball on the left hash. Brooks lines up left of Gleason, who has two receivers to his right, one to his left. Zimmerman, the tight end to the left side. There's the snap, Gleason looking at the end zone, dumps it in the flat, it's gonna be caught by Thomas, and then Jimon Preston dives at his ankles and knocks him out of bounds at the, we're not gonna mark it, about the seven. And it'll be about the seven yard line, so he picks up eight, and now it's third and goal. And what is four down territory for Emporia State. Third and goal from the seven. Tigers up by five. 
A minute nine to go in the game. Here comes Seidel in late. Cummings will come out. So four down linemen for Fort A State for this play. 12-7 Tigers. Chase Cochran is in at slot back for the first time today. Here's Varner in motion to the right. Now back to the left. There's the snap. Tigers try to get pressure. Pass is going to be caught by Brooks at the 10. He's surrounded the 7 to reverse his direction near side to the 10. Gets a block, and he's in for a touchdown. He got a block late and scores. Four-day State looked like they had him surrounded at the 10-yard line, and he runs all the way back across the field for a touchdown. A 7-yard pass from Gleason to Brooks, and the Hornets have their first lead with 58 seconds to go. The Emporia State conversation now is, do you go for two to make it 15-12, to 12 and a field goal only ties it up? And I think Emporia State's going to take a timeout time to out. talk about exactly that. Emporia State, their second charge to the They ran a little dump pass out in the left flat. Fort A State looked like they had him surrounded but couldn't get him down. Then he reversed his direction, came all the way across to the near side of the field. There was a Tiger in pursuit, and one of the linemen just kind of jumped in front of him and just slowed down. That was enough of a block. He really didn't even face the guy. He just slowed him up and took him off the pursuit, and it's a touchdown. Well, and had he touched him, it would have been a blindside been. block yeah, it is, been. is what it that's was. A, that's but a heads-up play. I couldn't see who it was, but a heads-up play. Well, and it all happened right down in front of Jonathan Swigert on the sideline. Yeah, I missed the number two guys, but there was also a wide receiver who did the same thing, and that's that's changing football where you can't blindside block a guy. And so you just get in the way. You throw your hands up, and you turn into the guy, and you just, you know, I didn't touch him. I didn't touch him, and it worked. And, and the hands up in the air shows the officials that you're not holding, that you're not, that you are basically giving up on the play. And it's it's designed. I mean, a lot of coaches teach that that right now. Fort A State led 12 to nothing with 6:20 to go in the game. Now the Hornets have come back after doing nothing all day in the second half, back-to-back touchdowns, and now they're going to go for two here to try to make it a three-point game. There's the snap back to Gleason. He throws. It's caught by Thomas, who slides into the end zone. Two-point try, and the Hornets have a 15-12 lead. 15 unanswered by the Hornets in the last 6-20, and they lead for the first time today. And the Tigers will have two timeouts and only 58 seconds in which to work to try to pull this one out. Well, and they're going to face three rushers, eight dropping back in coverage. Chance today. 12 of 23, 119 yards. He's been sacked twice, hasn't thrown a touchdown, and uh, and they're going to have to do something they have not done well today, and that's pass the football. Northwest leads 48-7 over Nebraska Kearney at halftime today. They may have taken to heart their loss in Kearney two years ago. 17-14 late in the second quarter. Southern on top of Western on top of Southern. And try to get a final from Washburn Northeastern State. Here it's 15-7 Hornets, 15-12 Hornets. After Fort A State had a 12-0 lead with inside a minute to go in, or inside six or seven to go, 6-20 to go in the game. Well the Tigers had an opportunity not only to get the stop on the wide receiver, but then also on the quarterback. They nearly had him sacked twice. Two penalties, too. Pass interference and a late hit. 
There's the kick high and deep, but the one at the back, it's going to be taken. Nope, it's not going to be taken. It's going to land five yards deep into the end zone. So Fort A State's going to have to go 75 yards in 58 seconds. They have two timeouts remaining. And a kicker who has just started kicking field goals in-game action today. He's kicked two today, but they were not into the wind, which started out as more of a crosswind. It's now directly into the face of the Tigers. But again, you go back. They had the lead. Hornets just scored. They got the ball back in a three and out. Yep. yep. Turned the game around, and the Hornets have seized that momentum. And you know what's coming here. They blitzed 26 times two years ago. Chance Fuller better have his head on a swivel right now. There's a snap back. Chance in the pocket. Stands. Throws down. Field. But he can't make the catch. He was bracket covered across the middle. Pass was high and incomplete. And it's second and ten. Well, there hasn't been a lot of open receivers today for Fuller. This has not been one of Chance's better no. days throwing either. He has overshot several receivers. But he had an inside position on the one defensive back. So a, a better throw that's a little bit lower. He may have made that catch near the 45. Second down and 10, Butke and Okachuku had a big game a week ago, but not so much today here on the near side. Soto releases out of the backfield. Fuller looking for him downfield. Soto's got it in midfield, and then taken down from behind at the Hornet 47-yard line. Brought down by Dawson Hammes. A 28-yard pass completion, first and 10 Tigers down to the Hornet 46-yard line. And Fort A. State quickly back to the line of scrimmage. They need a field goal to force overtime. Fuller back in the pocket, being chased, throws it away. He got hit as he threw. He bounced out to the left as the pocket quickly crumbled, but he threw it past the line of scrimmage. He was out of the tackle box. It's incomplete, 34 seconds left. 15-12 Hornets. It'll be there is no foul for intentional grounding. The quarterback was out of the pocket, and the pass went beyond the line of scrimmage. Here's one of the wild things, too. We have no idea what Parker Jenkins' range is. That's it. No, no clue to know where the Tigers so need to get today, to. So far today, 25-yarders is career long. Birchfield and Stapp staggered to the left, or to the right. Okachuku and Butkey here to the left. There's the snap back to Fuller. Three-man rush. He throws. It's going to be short and incomplete. He tried to hit Stapp on a slant pattern at the 39, and now it's third down and 10. Even if he catches, it's a minimal gain of about five, maybe six. Florida State has two more downs to get 10, but there's only 30 seconds left in the game. They need a field goal down 15 to 12. Third down. Third down and 10 from the Hornet 46-yard line. Hand off to Soto right up the middle, and he's going to get to the 40, and Fort A. State's going to call a timeout. He'll get six, and you know that was to set up this fourth down play. He's brought down timeout. by Jordan Williams. Fort A. State, their second charge of the half. They're going to mark it at the 41, I believe, so it's a five-yard gain, and now your ball game, no, they're on the market at the 40. So your football game comes down to this fourth and four for Fort A State. 25 seconds to go. They trail the Hornets 15-12. Tigers had a couple of Parker Janky field goals, one early in the third or second, and the other a 21-yarder late in the second or late in the third quarter, put them up 6-0, and then the Tigers put together the best drive of the game. 15 plays, 81 yards, almost seven and a half minutes taken off the clock. Adrian Soto's seven-yard run on an option play. Put him up 12 to nothing, but the Hornets quickly answered. Brooks, Kanan Brooks on a seven-yard, a 23-yard draw play. Made it 12 to seven, then Fort A State went three and out. 
And then the Hornets came right back and scored again. Brooks on a heck of a run after a catch on a pass from Gleason. And that's where we stand, 15-12. Hornets, 30, 25 seconds left. It is fourth down and four. But Kianoku Chuku wide to the left. Birchfield and Stapp to the right. Soto lines up right of Fuller in the shotgun. There's the snap. Fuller back to pass. Throws. It's going to be batted down. It's incomplete. Emporia State's going to win it. The pass is batted down and incomplete. That's the second or third ball batted down by a defensive lineman. And Emporia State is going to come from two possessions down here in the fourth quarter. They had blown two fourth quarter leads and two of their four losses this year. Today, they're going to do just the opposite and rally from two possessions down in the fourth quarter and knock off the Tigers as they take over with 21 seconds to go. Well, and you brought up the three and out. The Tigers were still leading and promptly gave the football back and got a poor punt into the wind and then gave 30 yards. I mean, Fort Hayes State did everything wrong in the final two drives. They will not call a timeout. The Hornets down it, and that is going to be the ball game. Emporia State bucks a trend. The home team had won the last five between these two, but they come from behind today and knock off the Fort Hayes State Tigers. 15-12 to 12 is your final score. Emporia State, they are 5-4 and four as they knock off the Tigers here today. They score 15 in the fourth quarter to get the victory. It's going to be a long week getting ready for Northeastern State and a long trip down to Eastern Oklahoma. Hornets win it today, 15-12. to 12. Our postgame show is next. This is the Tiger Sports Network. Built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Thanks, Gerard. Coach, uh, tough finish to today's ball game, and we've kind of talked about this on and off throughout the season, but finishing, finishing plays, finishing drives, finishing games, and it came back again today. Yeah, we just didn't. I mean, it's the same thing we talk about with our kids all the time of everything you do, you got to finish. And, you know, we talk about being great and to be great. That's that's part of finishing. And uh, whether it's, you know, in the weight room, whether it's, you know, on the practice field, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's in life, everything, you I mean, you got to try to finish it and be great and, and do the things to be successful. And uh, right now, I don't know if some of our guys are doing that. You know, it, it's it's a tough season right now. You know, we're sitting here at four and five, and we're not used to being in this position. But, you know, we still got two more opportunities in front of us. And, you know, I, I told our seniors in the group today, you know, we have – Three games left, and it was, you know, nine hours of football that you truly, truly have. And now we're down to two, and we've got six hours of football left to truly do what we need to do to win these next two. And can we do it? I, I believe we truly can. But we got to start putting everything together. Three red zone visits, three scores, but two of those field goals, that's really where a big difference in this game came down to. And each time, fourth and short, any thought process during that time to go for it? You know, there is, but in your mind, you know, you still got to find a way to get points, you know, on the board. And, you know, we don't get those fourth and shorts, you know, because, you know, we got stoned a few times on third down. And, you know, as a coach, you get a little gun shine on going for, and, and for going for it on those situations. So you got to find a way to get points on the board. I mean, we should have a lot more points on the board than what we did. Um, 
and you know it just we got to figure things out we got to get guys playing hard every single play we got to get guys you know all 11 guys playing at the same time all 11 guys communicating playing more physical and that's the number one thing i'm most disappointed in you know in this year is the physicality of our team we have not played physical we have not played forte state tiger football the way it's supposed to be played because we are we are we're supposed to be a physical team and that's what we've always banked on and we just aren't that right now on the touchdown drive, that was over seven minutes long. The offensive line pretty well just dominated down the field. And in that drive, it seemed like that that's what was going to be the difference was the way the offensive line played on that drive. It was, and you know, it was huge. But then you saw when we go for the two-point, I mean, they gave it to us. You know, they gave us an extra and a half. We had one and a half yards to go to get the to get the to get the two-point. And this might be a totally different ball game because it really put stress on them. And we we didn't do it. You know, we didn't. I mean, it's that's where you got to buckle down. Make things happen. Because, you know, our defense played well. You know, at times it's just there toward the end. Uh, they're a little tired, a little bit worn out. Um, just, you know, just number of plays that they run, you know, offensively as, as fast as they go. But, you know, you still got to suck it up. You still got to play. You still got to get some stops. How difficult is it to make defensive changes during the drives that Emporia State had? Because they do run plays so quick, you can't get personnel on and off the field. It's just seeing when they change personnel. Right when they change personnel, you have to be ready to change personnel as well. I mean, it's it's too hard to do it, you know, in between the plays unless they're changing. If they're not changing, you guys just got to stay in there and play hard and play physical because you run them on, you try to run them off, I mean, you're going to get caught, you know, with, with too many men on the field. So it's, it's just changing when they change. Kicking had been a bit of an issue today, but you got a good day out of sauce on your punter, and Janky hit a, his first two uh, field goal opportunities so you got some some positives out of that special teams today yeah we did you know just set towards the end of the game you know we needed a better punt in that situation to, to give him a long field you know then we had two penalties and a drive rough in the passer and a defensive pass interference to give him you know even more yards so you know we, we killed ourselves in that aspect which again is just playing smart doing your job doing your assignment but you know our kicking game was better today you know it was and, and we got to continue to prove on that I'm so still got to get more comfortable, you know, back there and, and understand the situation and, and, and try to pin that ball deep. You have mentioned the two games that are left, two full weeks of football. How, how much is it making sure that the frustrations of the season don't boil over to these last two games? It's all about character right now. You know, character, pride. Um, we're going to see the true colors of some of these kids these next two weeks. Who are they, you know, as individuals? Um, guys with pride and guys with, guys with character and are going to be guys that come in and work hard, you know, or even harder than what they have been. There are going to be guys that are going to be spending more time in the film room. There are going to be guys that, you know, go finish this season strong and, and get things done. But that's what it's going to come down to. We're going to see a lot of true colors in some of these guys and who they are. And, uh, you know, if they're, not, if they're not doing the things we ask them to do, then maybe they don't need to be here. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll just get back to the grind like we have all year. You know, I still, we still have a lot of ton, of ton of young kids playing that are getting, you know, great game experience. But, uh, you know, we just need them to start stepping up a little bit more. Coach, appreciate the time. Thank you. Back to you, Gerard. Gerard here with a defensive back, bandit back, Tyler Cummings. And a frustrating day for your guys. You had the lead, but they were able to get that late touchdown. I would imagine just kind of a frustrating day to end, or the way to end the day. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're all just sick to our stomach to go out like that. You know, it feels like with six minutes left, it feels like we're, we're rolling and we're going to get it done. And then all of a sudden, it's just how quick things can change in this game, you know. And kind of a roller coaster of emotions. This was something that uh, you guys have kind of been through before, too, to have the lead, and then uh, just unfortunately comes down to the end. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we just know we got to play four quarters. We stress it every week, and it seems like we're still struggling to do that. 
uh, closing out teams. I, we might just be young, you know, but we're still trying to learn how to close out games right now. Talk about being young, and I wonder how the steps that you have taken to, you know, you're a sophomore, but it feels like probably you're, uh, you know, what that almost a junior now because of you, the playing time you've had. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, this is my fourth year in the program now. You know, it's been a it's been a lot of ups and downs, a roller coaster, you know, moving around positions and stuff like that. But, you know, at this point I feel experienced. I feel like a mentor to some of these younger guys. And they're they're coming along well. It's just we've got more steps to take. Their offense, they go so quickly. What were you guys able to do to kind of keep them in track or keep them in check for quite a while? Uh, mostly you just got to get lined up. They like to run that high high tempo stuff to see if you can line up to it. And if you can't line up to it, they'll throw it quick outside where they have numbers. And, and we were able to, for the most part, you know, line up and get adjusted quickly, uh, just struggle down towards the end there. And then in coverage for you guys, it seemed like it was a lot of three down linemen that puts you guys more in coverage and, and zone looked like a lot. How do you think you guys handled that? Yeah, we, we've switched up recently to running with three backers and, and that's kind of where I'm getting to come in at. and. Uh, it gives us more zone coverage, you're right, with five guys underneath. But uh, it's it's tougher to play the run with only three down linemen. I thought we handled it pretty well for the most part all game. All right, thanks, Tyler. Yep, thank you. Back to you guys.